Welcome to Paradise. Our first campaign, Advantage in Paradise, is a weekly actual play D&D podcast recorded live on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the dulcet tones of our dungeon master, Sean O'Donovan, as he guides you through the wondrous world of Aradun. Play D&D 5e stream. Uh, it's going to take place in our uh, homebrew world of uh, Gwenvalier in the... Um, in the world of Aradun, um, but we'll get more into that in a little bit. Um, we're going to be uh, playing every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, and I want to turn it over to introduce uh, our cast, so to speak, for this uh, this campaign um, to introduce themselves. Uh, so, Alex, if you transition so we can see our lovely cast. Um, hey. Um, hey. <laughs> there they are. All right, so why don't you all introduce yourselves um, and say the name of the character you're playing, and um, and yeah, after a few announcements, we'll get right into it. Uh, go for it, guys. Uh, I'll go first. Um, my name is Alex. Last name's not important. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could try Googling that. Uh, I'm playing a shifter monk. Um... And that's as far as I'll go. What's your character's name, Alex? Not important. It's definitely <laughs> not underneath my my nameplate. <laughs> so if you can't read, it says Wimber. No, it's Got it. it's Timber. Oh, yes. All right, I will go next since I'm next to Timber. My name is Shannon. Um, hi, friends. Very excited to be here. Um, and I am playing a rogue named Scarlet. Okay, I guess I'm next. Uh, my name's Clayton Ambers. Give my last name. Look me up. <laughs> Pull him up on LinkedIn. You can get a job. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, post, fill my LinkedIn with stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I will be playing uh, a gnome known as Wiswick Orsus Bilgrew Yellen Dinkers Perius Netherrock. <laughs> Uh, Follow that one up. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Tim. Uh, I am playing a fighter by the name of Cal. Calif. Is that it? Brevity is is godliness. <laughs> um, save the best for last. Uh, hi, I'm Stefan. I'll be playing uh, Curon, the Elysian uh, cleric. Also known as high El- or moon elves. Let's mess that up. I like moons. Um, you can find me anywhere as the Stephanator. All right, excellent. And uh, of course, I will be the dungeon master for this campaign. My name is Sean O'Donovan. You can Google me if you'd like. Um, yeah. I'm sure most of you uh, watching right now know us, but any anyone we don't know, welcome. And I hope that you uh, enjoy the show. A um, few things before we get started. Uh, the lovely music and um, ambiance is going to be provided tonight by Sirenscape. Sirenscape, a great, um, uh, a great program that provides uh, really great soundscapes and really great music. Um, because, as their motto says, "Epic games need epic sounds." Find a link to their website below. <laughs> um, and if you are watching live. Um, we are also using the uh, 
<clears throat> D&D Beyond Overlay, which I'm not sure if it's working right now, but if it is, you should be able to follow along our, uh, follow our character stats along with the show. Um, so I guess without further ado, let's get into it, guys. All right. Welcome to Gwenvalir, a continent pocked with both mysterious antiquities and bustling, growing civilization. The year is 1296 ME, or Mard era. The land is divided by peaks and valleys and empires around. Beyond the haunted lands of the Gosu Ruination, beyond the wild lands of Ferathris, wrestle three great powers. The Sun Elves of the Gwyn Empire, far to the southeast, tinker along <clears throat> Sorry, tinker along their white shores in temperate winters, and the collective Quintarchy of the Trinwald Valley, often called the Crownlands, holds control of the heartland of Gwenvalir. The kingdom is encompassed a uh, <clears throat> is in a uh, collective of, of of several human kingdoms, um, all under the leadership of the king in Oxland. Further north, you'll find the Elysia, Elysian Elves in Elysia. The third power of this continent. Isolated and isolated and somewhat distant um, from the more alien than the other races of Grenfellir. The Elysians lived within their twilit valley, completely encompassed in night due to the remains of their dead god in the skies, a great moon spilling dark inky clouds over their lands. Not much information leaves Elysia, um, and not much information goes into Elysia. Uh, rumors spread of the, of the queen, the great undying queen Ayla of Elysia, pursuing new ventures outside of the lands. There are even more rumors speaking of her immortality and her undead nature. Beyond these three great powers rests the free and unconquered lands of, of the Scaldlands, icy and arctic in the, in the furthest northern reaches of Gwenvalir. But our adventure starts in a much smaller place. In the sub-kingdom of the Trinwald Valley of Tresix, a local farming community, uh, largely composed of superstitious uh, villagers um, and the, the uh, and druids. Um, it's the smallest country of the Crown Lands, but the most rural and tillable, and thus where all the food is grown, all the ale is brewed. Tresix efficiently utilizes this river valley, this riverland, to farm most of the food eaten in the Crown Lands, as well as um, <clears throat> most of the ale, as I said. Sorry, guys, getting into it. Power is centralized in Tresix in Meadowin, but we're starting in a much different town, the town of Maginset. It's a town made up of uh, <clears throat> three concentric earthwork uh, um, hills 
uh, connected by similarly enclosed hill paths, all of which envelop a central triangular courtyard called the Court of the Ash. Here, an ancient dead ash tree in the holy well of the town sits, representing their dead god, Dagda, the ash keeper. Each circle holds a standing stone in the center engraved with several runes. The stones have a shaved hole towards the top with a shallow basin for local sacrifices and offerings to the dead god and his widowed god, um, Malor. <clears throat> One of these three concentric circled hill towns uh, is the market center where the carts and shops set up to sell sell to wandering pilgrims coming to the holy holy hill town the next is the residential circle holding much of the town's residents and shopkeepers and finally the druid circle where the worshipers of the font mother and the ash keeper rest in this temple and tend to the spiritual needs of the people of Tresex. our adventure starts on the morning of the 30th day of estragloam the end of the long long dark that plagues this land, the end of winter and the beginning of new life and the uh, spring season. <clears throat> we start in the tavern of the Druid Flocks public house. <clears throat> here, here our adventurers found respite the night before, but it's the early evening hours at this point. And there's not much activity. Um, <clears throat> the tavern itself is cold. There are just small embers left in the central hearth of the, the tavern hall. Even the tavern keeper himself is not awake. But, <clears throat> but there is one guest sitting at a long table uh, alone, save for her wolven companion uh, resting at her feet. She came down to get away from her stuffy room to think about uh, think about her her long journey to this town. Shannon, could you will you describe your character for us? Absolutely. So she is sitting at the table. <coughs> Clayton, mute and... your phone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and. So she's, she's just sitting, she's casually sitting, and she's got, she has her, her hood of her black cloak up, but it's not like drawn over her face. It's just, just kind of, um, you know, it's back enough where you can see uh, bright red hair peeking out from under it. Um, and she's got her skin tone is like a light smoky gray color. And, um, if you were to look at her eyes, they're, uh, they're golden. Um, and she's just, She's just relaxing, and she, occasionally she'll look down at the at the wolf that's at her feet. And she's—it's been a long couple of days. So she's not really saying anything. John, you are not speaking. Muted <laughs> <laughs> while Shannon was describing her character. Uh, very professional. <laughs> Timber, would you please describe your character for us? Uh, yes. So if you can think of a wolf, that's me. Um, <laughs> uh, Timber is a dark gray furred wolf. The fur is very, very long. Well, not very, very long. It's, it's long for a wolf. 
um, on the backs of his limbs and his on the bottom of his tail, including the ba the belly, is a much much lighter gray. Um, he's got blue eyes, which are odd, um, and and uh, one of his little his little his lip towards the I don't know. Which backside? What do you call that? That the jaw, jaw, that, that. Sideburns. <laughs> it's like, like, like a little loose. Uh, to answer your question, he's pretty fuzzy in the chat. <laughs> oh, he's a hoofer. Um, yeah, and he's sitting. He's sitting by Scarlet, not wagging his tail, but looking into the fire. Every so often, kind of like moving it up and down. And that's it. That's excellent. That's timber. Um, so yes. So you two are sitting in the dark of the tavern. There's essentially no one else there. The, the tavern keeper is not even there. Um, and it's the very, very early hours of the morning. Um, <clears throat> it's bare. The sun is barely crept up. If you were to step outside, it would be that blue duskiness of uh, pre-dawn morning. And you do hear uh, um, uh, rumbling as someone seems to be coming downstairs. Um, you know, you two just staring quietly at the embered fire. Um, is there anything you'd like to do? Um, I would just look down at Timber and just him. How are you feeling? Are you feeling all right? As well as you can be, I suppose. You fought well. Looks back at the fire. Yeah. It's at this point that, right, as you're sort of softly speaking to one another, that um, you see a door sort of start to slowly creak open um, in the back uh, area near where the empty bar is at this point. Um, as you see slowly a lantern light coming out, and you actually see a, a uh, um, an older gentleman that you didn't see the night before in the tavern, carrying a, a pretty uh, large crossbow, um, and just holding out his lantern as he's coming down to the steps, and the light blazes across your face. And just, what are you two doing? Just resting. They're not allowed. I thought I heard something else outside. Did you hear anything? No, just you. What did it sound like? I thought someone was messing messing with the windows, the shadows, trying to get in. No, it's just been us. So you see the this older uh, gentleman steps into the uh, the the tavern hall of the uh, Druid's Flock Tavern. And uh, he slowly walks towards you and he sets his uh, lantern down and sets his crossbow um, uh, against the table, um, one of the long tables uh, right next to you, but not at the same table as you. He sits down and he, now that he's close up, you can see he's got very baggy, um, uh, uh, loose, uh, thin clothing on, it's clearly something he was sleeping in. Um, and you see he immediately uh, um, 
starts to organize the room and taking uh, taking stools off of tables and chairs off of tables. Um, you know, over time, he starts to just get the, the tavern ready for the day. Um, um, it's at this point that um, upstairs, coming awake in his room alone, uh, is uh, Cal. Tim, will you describe your character for us? Yeah, all right. <clears throat> Cal is a uh, uh, taller man. He's a little over six feet um, with, with fair skin, uh, green eyes, and, and uh, dark brown hair. Uh, he's, uh, he's got very fine features. They're not... Um, uh, certainly, they're not the traditional square-jawed kind of masculinity of the olden times, as it were. Um, they're definitely a, a narrower, he's a, a kind of a narrower build. Um, and he, he's dressed, uh, he's dressed in work clothes, but they're well-made and um, definitely well-taken. Okay. Um, Dresses. Sorry. <laughs> so at this point, Cal, you've, you've uh, sort of wrestled yourself awake. It's a uh, you know the cold has woken you up as the um the fire has died in your your private room that you bought um you uh you hear just sort of the empty silence of the morning the the um <clears throat> sounds of slightly harsh winds hitting the side of the uh the tavern walls but you are alone in your room and, and you're unwoken would you like to do anything yes i'd like to do some light calisthenics all right. Um, bit of a bit of a warm up, warm up for the day, as it were. I get it. Cal, oh, that wasn't that wasn't the joke. Um, I like that. Uh, so yeah, I would do some light calisthenics and and probably begin to to get all my stuff ready for the day. Easy enough to do. As a fighter, you sort of engage in the uh, the morning routine uh, to get yourself prepared for the day. Um, gather your things, and uh, it's easy enough to head downstairs. And, and when you head down, you sort of find uh, you find uh, the same long uh, longhouse ta tavern hall you found the night prior, with the um, eight tables, long tables on either side, the two hearths, the tall uh, thatchwork ceiling coming up. Um, you don't see nearly as many people as there was the night before, um, and you just see a, uh, a red-haired woman with a very, uh, with a what appears to be a wolf companion. Um, it's definitely not a hound or a dog. It's very clearly a wolf. Um, and then you see uh, the old tavern keeper uh, that you had met the night before. Um, he's slowly lighting the, the different uh, gas lanterns around the hall. Um, uh, stepping up to the, the bar to begin um, cleaning up and getting ready for the day. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Cal would probably examine this, take a look around, um, uh, cast a, a, a keener eye at the wolf that appears to be in this longhouse um, with perhaps a bit of confusion and, and, and then approach the, the red-haired woman and say, um, excuse me, hello, is that a wolf? Yes, very astute. Hmm. Intriguing. Yes, quite. I assure you he's quite safe. 
Can I um <clears throat> can I sniff Cal for any food? Yeah. Go <laughs> give me a yeah, just 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 give me a perception check. Yeah. <laughs> First roll. Oh wait, wait, do I have an advantage? First do I have an advantage? Technically, yes, you do have an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a that's a dirty twenty right there. <laughs> dirty 20 first roll of the uh campaign um yeah uh cal do you have any food on you <laughs> you know i have a day's worth of ration i'm going to sniff the pocket with a day's worth of rations and as he's doing that i'm gonna kind of like no that's rude you just had he's alone Sorry, oh, he's me. friendly, isn't he? Oh, very friendly, but nice to beg for food. Ah, I Don't understand. let him fool you, he just ate. I think I would try and pet the wolf. <laughs> and maybe not like a full-on, like, ooh, who's a good boy? But like, you know, like a... Just like a light pat yeah. on the head. T Timber takes it. <laughs> All right. Um, and then I would, I would uh, introduce myself. I would say, hello, I'm Cal. Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you as well. My name is Scarlet, and this here is Timber. Ah, a pleasure to meet you, Timber. And then uh, I immediately poke my nose at the, the pouch once more. <laughs> what did I just tell you? No. Leave it alone. Perhaps, um, perhaps I could help. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, tavern keeper, sir. Uh, you see the the tavern keeper is is sort of just washing down the uh, the bar at this point. He tips his head up, um, and and you see he's got just sort of like a scowl on his face. Um, he uh, you know his jaw is is, is kind of uh, he has somewhat of an underbite or an overbite or yeah underbite. That's the right way. Um, very uh, thin. Um, it's not gray hair. It's that very muted blonde hair that. Uh, Older, older folks get when their hair is uh, blonde, and he just sort of looks up. Like, ah, I guess I might as well help you. And he, he kind of comes comes over um, and just looks to each each of you and looks at the dog, kind of sniffing at the, his pocket. Or I'm sorry, wolf. Uh, <laughs> and uh, how can I help you? Um, yes. Is there anything uh, on the stove yet, uh, my fine sir? I, I, I think that I could use some breakfast, frankly, and I believe that my furry friend here uh, would like a shank of some form of meat. Uh, yes, he appears hungry. Uh, well, I'm afraid nothing's on the stove just yet, because I can start cooking. I can start cooking something for you. Uh, bread would do for now. Uh, yes, bread would be fine for now. Miss Scarlet, would you like any? That sounds wonderful. And I'm sure a piece of raw meat would be fine. He really doesn't need it, but if so, don't go to any trouble if you can't find it. I'll see what we got. I'll see what we got in the back. Uh, anything to drink? Um, uh, no, thank you. No, I'm good. All right. And you see, he dashes off um, into the back room um, to uh, to go and fetch some bread and raw meat. <laughs> uh, at this point, um, you know, it's, it's still quite early and you wouldn't expect any, anyone really to come in, but you do notice, um, a few gentlemen walk in, um, in the back from the front and, uh, kind of look around and sort of awkwardly step up to the bar and, and are just sort of waiting there for the, the tavern keep. They look like 
Um, it looks like a young man and his father, perhaps. Um, and they're just waiting for the tavern keeper. Um, who shortly returns. Um, just looking at some of my stuff. Uh, and you see he's got this uh, nice, lovely roll of rye bread. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty decent looking loaf. Uh, he brings it down with a, it comes with a, uh, <laughs> it comes with a nice uh, carving <laughs> knife with some very nice, very nice salted butter. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and you see he drops a, a bowl down in front of Timber that has what looks, appears to be like the leftover meats from the night prior. <laughs> not, not mostly oats. At least this time it's not uh, awful, uh, uh, Timber. You're getting actual cuts of, of good meat for the most part that they have left over. Thank um, you, my fine sir. Oh, absolutely. That'll be uh, well, that'll be probably about five copper. Done and done, and I hand him. Okay. So he, <laughs> uh, so you see, he returns uh, over to the back, and at this point, um, sort of the commotion of, of all, all of this movement downstairs uh, um, awakens uh, our good friend Wiswick upstairs. Uh, would you please describe yourself, Wiswick? Sure. Um, I am a Snurfneblin. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, it's a deep gnome, so I have been raised underground. I have gray skin and uh, white hair. I have a pretty long white beard, but I have a fair face. I'm a younger uh, person, kind of like in his teens. Uh, I wear a trench coat that has a bunch of mysterious vials of different colors uh, along the rims. And I have a goofy, floppy hat that I wear above my head, and most times, once I'm talking to somebody inside. Uh, definitely wear it to sleep, though, so. Uh, I wake up, flop it over to the back, stretch a little, not any calisthenics, but uh, I prepare my spells, I begin preparing my spells for the day. Okay, and as you sort of sit with your spell book in your uh, bedroom, you do notice over to the, uh, to the other side of the room, your tra traveling compatriot, uh, Kiran, is still sleeping. Uh, Kiran, uh, could you uh, would you describe yourself for us? Right. Um, well, I don't know if Kiran would necessarily be sleeping. He'd be in a trance. So, um, yeah. And maybe he would already be up because a trance only lasts for four hours. So he's already started his day conducting <laughs> his uh, preparation of his spells. So he's probably sitting like cross-legged on his bed. Oh, typical, maybe, or some other hand signs. Um, but he is um, a tall elf, six feet, seven inches, give or take, um, you know, depending on how the crow flies. Um, he's got, uh, like, pale indigo skin, uh, silver, long silver hair that's braided back uh, and then kept with some flowing underneath. Um, very sharp, fine features for an elf, but there's a softness to them that... Uh, let you know that, you know, underneath the hard exterior is a soft. Um, lots of piercings. He's got a septum, some eyebrows. His ears are covered. Um, and when he opens his eyes, uh, his eyes, unlike normal eyes, um, his pupils are a dark blue and the iris 
around it is black. Um, and he turns to look at his uh, snuff lublin uh, friend and goes, Ah, oh, good morning, Wizwick. Not even close. <laughs> you know what? That's okay. Deep gnome. Keep it on deep gnome. It is okay. No. I don't mind. Uh, I, I just continue looking at my book hard and work, and I kind of just ignore Kiran for like the first couple of minutes until he like actually gets up and gets ready. And uh, eventually, as he's like prepping, I slam my book like this. I look up and I'm like, okay, I'm ready now. Very good, friend. Shall we go down and get some breakfast? Ooh, sounds wonderful. Indeed. So Kiran opens the door uh, and descends the stairs into... Yep. And I scurry behind him. As per usual. So easy enough. Uh, When you descend down the stairs, you sort of, you see by this point... um, the old man has take, has tended to the two additional guests that have come in, and they've sat um, not uh, super close, but nearby to where you notice your uh, compatriot, Cal, is sitting with a, uh, a woman with fiery red hair um, and a large uh, or large dog, but was really a wolf, uh, laying on the ground next to her. Hello, friends. Come on over. Good morning, okay. Cal. Good morning, Kirill. Hello, Wiswick. Um, I'd like to introduce you to my uh, new acquaintances. This is uh, Miss Scarlet. And her um, pet wolf named Timber. He's quite friendly, I assure you. Really? Does he bite at all? Maybe? Only if you make him mad. I, yeah, I'm kind of a snack to that thing. I, I don't know. You will be fine. Don't worry. Here, Wiswick, just jump up on the on a bench or perhaps just sit on the table, I suppose, and, and, and have some of this bread if you'd like. Oh. Yes, okay. I kind I, of... I scurry around the dog, making a, like a beeline for the bread. Um, <laughs> so I know you've had questions before. Do you have rye... In the Underdark. Mm, I don't think so. I, I don't even know if we have, like, bread. Mostly moldy stuff. Mm, right, yes, of course. Um, well, here, try this. And I cut him a piece of bread and scrape some butter on it. Oh, this is, this is nice. Uh, I'm liking whatever this stuff is. There's uh, plenty of it, friends, so eat up. Timber walks up next to Wizwick and goes, <laughs> looking at the food, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the newly bre- buttered bread. I'm trying to break him of that habit. Please do not acknowledge him. I kind of, I kind of shake a little, and I, I'm getting nervous the longer he's staring at me, just yeah. trying to ignore him. T- like, Timber, <laughs> t- Timber leave, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Come, come back over here. That's a good boy. Now. <laughs> Scarlet, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to place your, your accent. Where are you from? Oh, I hail from, um, from Oxford. A little town up north. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but it's, it's uh, called Sindermeyer. 
I have um, actually not heard of it, but I'm sure it's lovely. It's quite special in the summer. Have I you been to um, Have you been to the capital at all? Um, not recently, no. And yourself, where are you from? Uh, I originally hailed from Honduras. Um, however, now I'm from wherever my feet take me. Sounds like an exciting life. Um, maybe. Not really, actually. I, I, I just got back from a, uh, a, a journey to the, the north, into Sevilla, and, um, and uh, was doing a job up there, just uh, hunting pelts, so that's where I met these two. Oh, I've never been up there. What's it like? Cold, mostly. Scary. Quite horrible. I wouldn't recommend it. It's mostly uh, open field and wavery. Mm. And where are you gentlemen from? Well, I heard you say that you were from the Underdark. I'm assuming that's up north as well. Yes, uh, we both hail from what you would call Alicia. Um I live deep underground, but uh, uh, maybe uh, Kieran can tell you a little bit about where he was raised. Yes, well, I was raised on a small village on the river Adra. Beautiful, beautiful moonflower meadows. Oh, it's lovely. Sounds quite nice. Yes. I miss it so, but your crown lands seem quite interesting. It's never a dull day, that's... Uh, <clears throat> it's at this point that uh, the, the tavern keeper who uh, <clears throat> has uh, brought food and ale out to the other group of men, and uh, Shannon, you actually are... Sorry, Scarlet. You actually notice um, the halfling uh, who is tending bar the night prior is now coming down to offer his assistance. You see him leap up onto the top of the bar. Um, he's wearing um, uh, <clears throat> plaid-patterned uh, plaid uh, uh, pants uh, that come down to the midway at the, um, the calf. Uh, very halfling-like, uh, a gr very bright green um, button-up shirt underneath it with suspenders. Um, he looks much, he's much younger looking than the old man who's been, uh, cleaning up this morning. He's got very bright, um, um, brown hair, um, big blue eyes. And he's, um, he's hopped onto the table now and is sort of inspecting. He, he seems to be inspecting it for, to see how clean it is, even though he's walking all over it. Um, you see a few more people walk in at this point and start the, as the, uh, the morning's, uh, crowd has started to come in and, um, the day is beginning. Uh, much more thoroughly. Is anyone talking in wish in uh, hushed tones? And I might be able to listen in. Uh, give me a perception check. There is that group of two men near you. That is um, who. Yes, that is who I'd like to. Yeah. Listen. So there's those two, and then there is um, a uh, what appears to be a full family that has walked in. Um, the seven. That's sorry. <laughs> Those the stream's getting swatted. <laughs> yeah, Imagine Set has a uh, full police force. Um, <laughs> uh, what did you get? Seven. Uh, so you kind of uh, as um, as Wiswick and uh, Kiran are kind of telling you about their 
where they hail from, you are listening closely and you can't quite get um, anything from uh, what they're saying. You overhear a few words, largely you hear um, uh, muffled, like, I'm not sure. You don't hear much. Um, but the that family sits pretty much actually at the exact same table as you, since they are long tables. A lot of you are at the end. Um, the reason you really can't hear much is that they have immediately sat down next to you and started talking very loudly um, about uh, their journey here. Um, it seems to be there's a father who looks like he's probably in his uh, 40s, um, you know, very shaggy, roughly uh, shorn beard of uh, salt and pepper, very close cut um, sides uh, with just a little tuft of hair at the top, um, kind of uh, the tuft in the middle of the balding spot. Um, and uh, they're wearing very, very uh, tattered clothing that has been repaired over uh, time, clearly with different patch marks. Um, there's uh, a mother as well who has um, red hair, not bright red hair like yours. It's a very muted red, um, strawberry blonde. Um, two children who appear to be, one appears to be probably uh, around 11 or 12, uh, a little boy um, with uh, uh, similar red hair to his mother and a little girl uh, who's probably five or so who's uh, got the same red hair. I always shoot myself in the foot by making children that I have to play. <laughs> um, so the, the, as they're sitting down, the, uh, the little boy just is very loudly just saying, what's about the cows? Are we just going to leave them out in the rain? And the dad's like, the workers are watching them. Kieran, they'll be fine. The cows will be fine. We've got people who will be hired to watch them. But what if they're scared? <laughs> Kieran, just calm down and eat. let's get some breakfast in these kids. Uh, and you see he calls down the, um, the tavern keeper, but you, over, you completely didn't hear, couldn't hear anything the other men were saying over that. And it's at that point the tavern keeper comes by. He, he quietly takes the orders from the... Uh, the family over there, and then they, he turns actually to um, Kiran and uh, Wiswick now, and he goes, oh, I see your friends join you. Uh, uh, would you two like anything? Hmm. Uh, what do you have? So well, this bread is quite awesome. Give, well, give my thanks to the bread baker. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, I'll uh, let him know that my uh, patrons are enjoying it. He's... Uh, He's not in-house, so I buy my bread out uh, from other places. But uh, the bread, we have more bread. Uh, uh, he looks to you, Cal. He says, I've uh, got, uh, got a porridge doing. And, uh, um, oh, lovely. Um, what's, our... in, what's in the porridge? Uh, well, uh, you know, the, uh, these, these times of year into the winter, it's mostly what was left of the uh, oat store. Uh, ah, so mostly oats. Mostly oats, understood. Yes, of course. Mostly oats, yes. yes. My favorite flavor. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, mostly oats in our porridge. And uh, we also have, uh, uh, by order, cooking up a little bit of bacon, um, kicking into the what store is left from the, uh, the season, the winter season. Uh, but I can interest you in more bread or porridge. Um, would anyone like anything? Wiswick, I know you love to sample things. 
Yeah, I'll have a porridge. All right, I'll, one porridge. I would love a porridge, please. I'll have one as well. Three porridge. And you know what? A bacon for the table. Thank you very much. Hey! Oh, you, you, you all seem lively and in spirits with the, uh, the festivities for the day. Well, my friend, it is, after all, um, Festival of the New Dawn, and I just got paid, so we're having a lovely time. Oh, yes, well, I, I do truly hope that the, uh, the rest of the people in town are as excited as you are. Uh, I'll be back with that right away. Any drinks? What would you recommend? What goes with it? Uh, well, uh, uh, well, we've got a little bit of well water, but we also got some uh, uh, some of our brown ale. Um, goes well with the porridge. Uh, I, it's a little early, but if you're, you know, you want to water down uh, ski, we do have some uh, some brands in the back uh, from over in Wedowin, uh, Meadowin uh, brand ski. Um, can I interest you in any of that? I think I'll just take the water. Bring out a water do, for you. The same do, you have, do you have any river water? Uh, we mostly get it from the well, but... Uh, no, we don't have any river water. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, fine. <laughs> uh, two well waters. Uh, anything else? Any Three. Eggs? Three. Um, yeah, that, uh, three waters is fine. Kieran, anything? I'm all set. Timber, do you want some water as well? All right. I'll bring a round of waters out for all of you. Uh, and your round of bacon and porridge. Um, and he wanders off um, away from the, uh, the uh, group. Um, at this point, it's getting um, fairly uh, <clears throat> fairly lively in the, uh, in the joint. Um, there's not uh, a lot of like celebration going on. There's no... Um, there's no uh, oh right as the uh, right as it starts playing as I'm about to say there is no bard <laughs> playing <laughs> but um, yeah there's no bard uh, you see the the halfling has hopped off the bar and he started to um, work on the uh, fires getting the hearths going um, and uh, you see all sorts of people are starting to come in there's not. Um, there's a lot of whispering and hushed tones going on, but not a lot of uh, celebration like uh, like you seemingly are to other people. But yeah, is there anything you want to do? Um, I want to turn to the group and just say, you know, it doesn't seem very festive time of year, and I'm, am I to understand that it's supposed to be festive? It is. I mean, it's the end of blooming and the, the beginning of um, spring. So, um, uh, I, I think generally, what, um, what, are the, what are these words you're saying? Which one specific? The, the fervent star, festival of stars. How do you even keep track of that stuff? Um, well, that's a, a broader question. Um, generally, <laughs> there's, um, we just keep track of which day it is based on uh, the sun. And um, hmm. we know that it's the, the winter or gloaming has, is ending. And so it's generally right around now is the first day of spring. Sounds like quite a hassle. Um, you get used to it quickly. <laughs> um, Kieran would like All to right. do a perception check to see 
um, what the uh, like what he can gather from going on around him. While he listens to his companions discuss, he's kind of like trying to hear in the back. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception roll. So that is a twenty-one. All right. Um, so as they're talking about the uh, the stars and calendars and how time works um, <laughs> in the above ground world, um, Kiran, you kind of listen around and you're looking at the different uh, um, people in the room. Uh, you notice um, there's a lot of really poor looking families here. Um, the two gentlemen uh, who... Uh, who had joined you you all um, shortly this morning. Um, they've kind of moved on, and you notice them standing over in the corner near the entrance, uh, just sort of looking at this uh, at a big board, um, a big uh, wooden board that sticks out and hangs from the, uh, the wall itself that has different papers uh, nailed to it and, and various little um, uh, pamphlets on it. Um, <clears throat> and you notice... Uh, Amongst all these families, there are a few loners, um, but everyone looks fairly downtrodden, um, and there's not a lot of uh, um, warmth in the room. Okay. And at that point, the uh, tavern keeper returns um, <laughs> with a uh, with uh, two big uh, uh, plates in his hand. He drops one down. It has uh, several porridges on it. He drops another, and it has a very very large serving of bacon on it. Um, and then you see behind, walking up from behind him is a, is the little halfling man who comes over and uh, he's holding several mugs of water that he puts down. He goes, four waters for the uh, the festive folk. And, uh, uh, or five waters, I think. Yeah, five waters. Uh, four of these and then uh, a, another uh, server comes over with a, uh, a little bowl for the, for the wolf, places it down with him. And uh, you see... Uh, the halfling actually immediately takes uh, a few slices of bacon off and sneaks them down to uh, Timber, and then goes uh, after Timber takes the uh, the bacon from him. Um, anything else for a lot of you? Um, I'm all set, but I was wondering, is there a bad harvest this year? Uh, well, this was a particularly harsh winter, so we didn't have uh, a lot of a lot of folks used up their grain stores, used up their food stores. And Imagine Set did all right. I mean, the Druids in the uh, Circle of Ash, they keep, they kept a lot of the store for themselves this season. Said there was reasons for it. Never could quite get an answer, but I would suppose you're thinking, why is it so God's damned bleary in here and dreary and all these folk are so sad? Quite. Well, I mean, they usually come with their, their livestock for the festivities where they're blessed for the coming spring season. But folks are a little uh, wary right now. Um, they weren't sure the festivities were going to happen. There's been some unpleasant uh, happenings in the village these days. Kind of unpleasant. Oh, well, I'm sure you've heard on the road that... Uh, it's been some. Uh, I don't want to hurt business, but there's been some murders. Oh, uh, you see. Um, I did hear about. Um, I did not. What are you talking about? Oh, you didn't hear. Uh, we got in late last night. Oh, oh well. Uh, 
Uh, it's nothing to be worried about, really. I mean, people die all the time. Yes, I'm very just... worried. Uh, well, okay. So there, a few folks have uh, disappeared you know, and showed up again, dead. Uh, they showed the... up dead. Yeah, they. Uh... Well, you got. You, they walked on not... in. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I can help myself. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the halfling is kind of like immediately composed. Like he takes a moment to compose himself because he's just sort of like, I got to stop trying to, <laughs> to sell the cell staying around. But he's just like, all right, all right, I'll be honest with you. And don't uh, tell the old man but, that I told you, but over the last month or two of the gloaming, the end, there's been folks... Folks have been disappearing, and their corpses show up the next morning. Always, always tied and tied to the center, uh, standing stones of each of the circles. Imagine set. It's a grisly, grisly scene. Mm. It's been about a week since the last one. It was a bloody mess. Yeah, this one about a probably teenage boy kneeling. For the, the standing stone, his, ugh, his his back sliced open, his ribs rended at the root, and his lungs pulled out, hanging from his back like wings. Blood everywhere. Was, we thought for sure the the festival would be cancelled after that. Is anyone? Is what is what is the local constabulary doing? Well, I mean. Imagine it's not a very large town. It's mostly spiritual. It's mostly for pilgrimage. And we have a small force here of guards, but they're, as far as I know, working on it. But uh, last I heard, the family of the uh, poor boy uh, seeking out other help. Does this seem Is... to be a pattern? What was that? Does it seem to be a pattern? Same type of people, the timing. Seems very strange. You see, he leans in closer here and he's just. I mean, it's only rumors, of course, but I've heard stories that the folks that have been murdered were in some way magical. Some practiced magic, independent of the druids, some born, blessed. With blessings. Last boy was, you know, he was, he was an Asima. He was blessed by the Everflame himself. Well, it's a good thing none of us practice magic, right? Everyone? Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. That's a safe one for us, you know? We can, we can totally just ignore all of this. There's no trouble at all. Halfling's immediately like, keep, keep yourself. Shh. <laughs> cause people to panic. How, um, sorry, excuse me. How old was this boy? Uh, he's, well, I heard he's 14. That's all. But, uh. Well, rumors was... are based and tracked. There has to be something to this. I mean, he was the seventh death. Seventh? 
Yes. Could I um have I ever heard of any cults from the Underdark that had similar like rituals? Uh give me a um give me an you choose between Arcana or history. Uh okay, both of them are the same, so I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Could I go for yes. a history check as well on that? Well, I got a yeah, 25, actually. so you might need to. Might not need to. Uh, Cal, go ahead and give a history check just to see what you would know. 18. Uh, so, uh, so for you, Iswick, um, you haven't heard specifically about this particular practice of um, severing the uh, rib, uh, rib cage and ripping the, the uh, lungs out like wings. That's a ritual you're unfamiliar with. Um, but you do know that there are, you've, you've read on several, um, several cults that, um, definitely incorporate specific ritual sacrifice. Um, a lot of, a lot of the cults that surround the chained gods, um, particularly, uh, do blood sacrifices, but you would also know from your reading that at some point in history, almost all forms of faith in this, uh, uh, particularly in the Underdark, had some sort of sacrificial aspect to it, whether it was human sacrifice or animal sacrifice. But it definitely rings of, of, of that sort of um, ritualistic killing. Tell um, me. Cal, Cal, what did you get? 18. 18? Um, so you, from your upbringing in some of the history classes you took um, <laughs> at, at Enduran uh, University. No. Um, but no, your general backstory where your your tutelage, you were you did learn quite a bit about um, particularly Sibian, old Sibian and Zverwald uh, rituals, um, sometimes uh, directly for uh, gods like Turin, the Storm Lord that there used to be fairly common human sacrifice. Um, but it's not practiced. You, you don't know of anywhere in the kingdom that it's practiced today or where it's allowed to be practiced. And would this, uh, would this line up with the stories of those sacrifices? Like this type of... Uh, uh, it's, perhaps a blood eagle, if they, yeah. they call it that. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, so you... This would line up with um, some old Sibian rituals um, of, of human sacrifice, but um, the peculiarity here is that you're not in Sibia, you're in Tresix. Um, and Tresix and Sibia have very different cultures as far as like the history that you've learned between the two. Tresix is much more druidic in nature You've never heard of worship of the font mother with human sacrifice or, uh, or the dead god Dagda with human sacrifice. Really, within the kingdom, the only places where this type of extreme human sacrifice happened were in largely Sibia and parts of Sverwold. And that was to Turin the Stormlord, you said? Typically, it was to, to uh, Turin the, the uh, Stormlord. Then I think I would, le I would lean over to this, this halfling and quietly say, has... Has there ever been uh, any connection between the, the practice here and, and the old god Turin? Oh, wow. It's, well, you know, you see, it's 
it's lucky enough that they uh, they let us worship uh, the Ashkeeper Dagda. The Oxlin doesn't incur typically discourages the worship of dead gods. Um, it's not illegal, like chain gods, but uh, um, there's not much worship of Turin in these parts. We're, we're, we're tillers, farmers, brewers. Our, our concern is with the land and, and nature growing. The Font Mother is the most worshipped here of all. And there's been no words of any cults or it's just these murders. Hmm. Well, hmm. well, uh, well, thank you very much. How much yeah, do we owe for the food? Oh, <clears throat> yes, the food. <laughs> <laughs> the halfling's face is really <laughs> downcast. Where he's like, I was having a good day. <laughs> um, but uh, hmm, all right. Uh, it's, say it's uh, at four copper each, and he. Uh, I'll just chuck that over. He'll gather up the coin and kind of give you a last kind of nod before he takes a deep breath and kind of puts the change away and kind of dashes right into the crowd and leaps onto a table and just starts going, all right, who needs a drink? You need a drink. I think you need a drink. Let's start the festivities, folks. Um, as uh, most of the families kind of just stare at him as he's trying to, to liven up the place. Um, but he gets a few callbacks for drinks and disappears into the, uh, to the crowd. Interesting. Hmm. Yes. I'm curious to see if there's any other information we can acquire about these murders. I mean, perhaps uh, we should investigate. Um, Did they say the scene of the murder was near some stones? I believe it was the the standing stone, which is near the center of town. Uh, Right. I I must not have noticed it on my way in yesterday. It was dark. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let me finish my porridge first. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so you sort of, um, in the awkward uh, sort of a- aftermath of that bleak conversation, slowly, you know, you enjoy your porridge. It's, um, it's, uh, it's not as good. Not as good as porridge you've had in the past. Mm, needs more uh, salt and oats. <laughs> Not enough oats. It's, uh, it's it's certainly less watery than the uh, porridge up in Sibia that the, the rest of you I, had. Uh, I do wonder if they use the well water or the river water as porridge. <laughs> Tastes different to me. Um, as soon as I noticed that Timbers finished all of his bacon, I'm going to hold up one of my pieces and just turn to him and say, sit. <laughs> you, you watch as uh, Scarlet really treats this full-grown wolf like a very trained hound. Um, mm-hmm. You've done a good job there. He seems very well-mannered. Oh, thank you. We worked very hard on um, 
but uh, yeah. So you uh, finish up your porridge easy enough. Um, you uh, finish your waters and um, look to each other about what where you want to go next. Enough, stand up and, and sort of walk over to the board. Um, what you see on the board is there's a lot of torn papers. It looks like there's some stuff that um, there were a lot of winter jobs that were on the board that have mostly been um, been completed. Um, you notice uh, there's some some boards for uh, uh, or some sorry. There's some messages for uh, escorts where people want um, um, folks to protect them on the road. Um, but a lot of them have already been torn off. And then you do see one that is um, written hastily. Um, it looks the newest of all of them. And it uh, it just simply reads, um, the, uh, the, guard, the guard are absolutely useless. They've done nothing to help my family. They've done nothing to avenge the death of Bronak. This can't stand. We're willing to pay. We're willing to find anyone who will help us in finding, finding our son's murderer. Uh, <clears throat> and then it has uh, a uh, uh, list sort of where to find the the uh, the writer of the note. Uh, you can find me. You can find us outside of town, um, five miles up the road. Just off the road is our farm. Um, so essentially the gist of the letter is uh, it's like it's the what you could presume is the family of the last murdered or one of the murdered um, individuals uh, seeking help from anyone besides the guards on, on finding the murder of their son. So is it the DM bait? <laughs> it is. It, 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 might, it may be some DM bait. I'm kidding. Uh, you could just you could take a, an escort job and go <laughs> go on the road. We saw how well the last chest watch that worked. We don't need another one. So, Cal, this looks fairly interesting. What do you think? Could be something. If that's the, um, I mean, that sounds like it's the son of the, uh, or the, the boy that was killed. So I actually do um, think that if the guard is truly useless, somebody needs to step in. You think that someone is us? Um, I mean, I, I don't have any particular skills i could drive a mean wagon but um <laughs> but i at least can help and i think uh, frankly the the boys he's my youngest brother's age and i wouldn't i would hate to have that happen to him uh, i understand Shall so we yeah to the table, then? yeah let's do it <laughs> i think I, while they're off doing that i was like panicking over like i finished my porridge and i lean over to kiran and i say like, I'm whispering to him now, and I say, Huron, uh, that story kind of really freaked me out. Uh, I know I kind of played it cool by saying that, like, I don't really practice magic or anything, but, you know, who knows what type of, like, technology, like, uh, magical detection devices they might have. I have no, we don't have anything about this. I think we really need to investigate this. Uh... Do you, do you have any leads? What, what do you think we should start with? Like, uh, how long has it been since the murder? Should we go check out the scene? Or maybe we should talk to the guards? Or maybe Kieran, at this point, reaches his hand down to, like, kind of, like, not pet the side of his head, but to, like, settle him and be like, Rest easy, my friend. You did not play it cool one bit. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> 
Uh, Kiran does look around, um, <laughs> thinking to himself, can he roll a arcana check? Um, actually, yeah, an arcana check to see if there would be anything from his religious background or cultural background that might. Yeah, go go ahead and give me an ar arcana check. Um, <clears throat> seventeen. Okay. Um, so, from most of your understanding, is specifically um, isolated to Ilyvania, um and the practices of your people's religions. Um, you would have heard of some uh, history on human tribes in the in, in ages past, um, from time to time, uh, performing these types of uh, ritual sacrifice. Um, the work of Ilivanya, your religion is much more about preserving life and um, ultimately expanding life beyond its boundaries. Um, so nothing from your particular religion would would uh, sort of parallel this. Um, you would have only heard stories of old tri human tribes that sacrificed members of their own tribe or... Uh, or criminals or, or enemies to to their gods right um so curan thinking to himself realizes that he knows nothing uh <laughs> useful at least and uh turns back to wiswick and goes my friend i believe the first step is to how you say go to the scene of the crime hmm very well that was my first idea as well uh I guess we should get going then. Um, maybe we should tell Cal and the, the new woman. What was her name again? Smarlet? Something with an S, I do believe. Uh, okay. Kieran looks at the dog and goes, or the wolf, excuse me, and goes, Wolf, what was her name? Do you speak dog? No, I was just hoping it would speak English. I don't know, I thought it might enchant it or something. What's English? Hmm, it is quite common. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Galactic basic. What? <laughs> you know. You know. Oxlish. Oxlish. Ooh, that's disgusting. Um, Tell me, I... beast. <laughs> Do you speak my language? I try uh, a bunch of different languages. It, I say it, it in dwarf and as, common. As they're speaking to me, I would like to, like, what's what's the ground? In this tavern, it's imagine just like a wood flooring or something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's wood panel floor. Wood panel floor. Um, yeah, Timber's gonna try to claw out some some letters. <laughs> okay. Of, what of, do the letters say? Of of Scar. I'm gonna try to write Scarlet. Yeah. So you you watch as this seemingly hound. Uh, you you see this pet of of Scar is slowly writing in common on the uh, the, the hardwood the floor. Um, he just finishes the the R as Cal and Scarlet return. As you're watching this this dog uh, write, essentially. I hope your handwriting is getting so much better. You've been practicing. I think Cal is too polite to interrogate her on this, but I'd be like, what the f 
is happening? <laughs> what? Yeah. It's it's definitely a awkward situation where there's a uh, strange, fiery-haired, gray-skinned woman and her her wolf that can write and understand common. <laughs> I'm just taking notes, like like excitedly, like. Curon does not seem too impressed. Um, he's intrigued, but. Is he some sort of man that was trapped in a dog's body? No, he's just very small. Mm. So I um, to do that. I'm not yeah, ruling out the possibility of him being a ghost. There is always that possibility. <laughs> uh, 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 moving, moving <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> yes, very important. We need to figure out what's going on with these murders. Uh, so, uh, Scarlet, Miss Scarlet and I, um, is it Miss or Ms? Or Mrs? Uh, I'm sorry. Just, just Scarlet is fine. Miss Scarlet and I have, um, <laughs> reached the conclusion that we, uh, uh, we, we found, anyway, we, we, um, received this, not received, we found this note on the board, and, um, it leads us to, uh, the parents of the child that was killed. We presume. Correct. Mm-hmm. Quite an interesting lead. Yes, we think it's worth pursuing. Perhaps, um, perhaps we should split up. <laughs> me, first first and, uh, episode, split the party! <laughs> <laughs> me and Wiswick were discussing going to the uh, Standing Stones to see the scene where the bodies um found. I suppose we could do that first as a... Uh, Timber sits next to Kiran when after he says that and starts and starts sitting there and panting, looking up at him. Kiran would reach a hand down and gently caress the top of his head, <laughs> and then do some nice back scratches behind the ear, oh, just no. like really digging in there. Just, just so I can see all the Kiran oh, timber shipping going on. <laughs> 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 um so yes let's um i suppose go to the uh the standing stone first yes shall we away then agreed yes. agreed yes. let's do it okay uh so easy enough you gather all your things and you, you uh <clears throat> go to exit the tavern you walk out um sort of the tavern is is quite full at this point and busy and you just walk right out. You step outside into the, the fresh morning air, but this point, it's a little bit later. The sun has has risen, but there's this deep, deep uh, overcast above um, with just like the very slightest hints of rain, which is much appreciated since the last uh, week or so has been on and off snowstorms that have been particularly harsh. So the sight of rain and the kind of gentle sound of the occasional dripping of uh, melting snow as uh, pleasant um, to experience. It's still quite chilly though. And uh, the courtyard in front of you is uh, circular in nature. Um, you can see the tall earthworked walls. Um, you know, they essentially are um, mounded uh, uh, earth with actual grass growing on it that has turned into the concentric uh, um, circle that is the wall of this town. And you see in the middle of this courtyard, which is like rough, rough cobblestone. Um, you do see a tall, uh, very dark gray uh, stone. It's probably about, it's not, uh, it's about the size of a tall man. It's it's a little bit taller than um, Curon, 
um, standing at probably seven, uh, seven-ish feet. Um, it has several runes scratched into it. That it looks very old. The side of it is is a bit uh, has a slight shimmer because it's been sort of uh, worn over the ages by the several hands that have touched it. And you see it at the top of it. The it's generally uh, kind of an oval shape with a circle in the top that is about uh, a foot in diameter with a uh, a basin in it. Um, you see two guards standing by it. They're wearing um, very basic leather armor um, with a tabard that is a, um, a light brown with a, uh, a ash tree leaf on, on the front um, that has uh, seven ash tree leaves on it um, or seven, seven of the actual leaves on it. It's sort of one branch with seven leaves. Um, around you see, a, uh, there are quite a few other buildings. Um, some seem like residential, um, you know, some are longhouse style like this one. Other ones are plaster and wood. Um, you see a sign for a, um, uh, a blacksmith. Um, you see, um, something called the root and rock chemist. Um, blacksmith is the, uh, um, uh, the Druids, uh, the Druids forge. See the Druid's Forge, the Root and Rock Chemist. You see several stalls of um, of selling different wares, food, um, furs. Uh, you see a lot of livestock. There's a lot of livestock moving through the uh, um, uh, through the courtyard. Sheep, mostly sheep, and then a few cows. Um, you see a man bringing in two horses, um, and uh, it's just bustling with the morning activity. I stay um, close behind my compatriots as to not get stomped on. Um, uh, I think I would go. You said that so the the ash branch, the seven leaves on it. Mm -hmm. That was on the standing stone or, or next. That's on the uh, tabard on the guards. Got it. Got it. Huh. Um. I'd like to go to the near the standing stone if I can. Are the guards like gonna prevent me from doing that? They don't look like they're they're um, keeping people away from it. They look like they're more keep they're um, they're about six feet apart from each other on either side of it, and they're mostly just keeping an eye on the courtyard. Hmm. Uh, um, sorry, go ahead. No, you. No, you. I was uh, I was gonna walk up to the standing stone, and uh, is there any like uh, marks of where there was a brutal murder like on the ground uh, blood stains or yeah can yeah. uh cal give me a um investigation check timber what's up uh, i want to sniff for blood mm -hmm. give me uh give me your advantaged perception check i want <laughs> to lean over cal's shoulder and also investigate i want to look through his legs and do the same <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> Scar, what are you doing at this time? <laughs> they seem to have it well under control, so I'm just going to just survey from the back. Okay. So the first thing you see is Cal walk up and start to investigate around, and slowly over his shoulder comes uh, uh, Q Ron's head, looking looking down, and then between the legs comes quickly uh, Wizwick, who's similarly looking around, <laughs> and then. Uh, around them comes uh, uh, around them comes um, Timber. Sorry, uh, I keep I keep thinking of your. You all have other 
<laughs> you have other you have other characters. Uh, <laughs> I almost said Kiro, but anyway, uh, Timber comes around. Um, you're all looking um, as you're looking and investigating. One of the guards just kind of peek up and see sort of this peculiar bunch and is about to come forward. But uh, give me your perception rolls real quick, so I can let you know. Cal, what'd you get? That's a that's a mean ten. Yeah, there's not really much markings left at this point. Um, you know, there's no like discernible, um, fresh looking markings on the stone itself. Um, and you surmise that maybe uh, any sort of blood um, splatter or, or gore had been cleaned up since the murder was um, roughly a week ago. There's no discernible uh, uh, markings on the stone of any kind. And I surmise that the the blood or evidence of the murder would have been cleaned up. Uh, who else had perception checks? Uh, 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 Timber, give me your, what, what'd you get? I got a 17. 17. Okay, so <clears throat> Timber, you, uh, you do pick up a little bit of a scent um, for blood. Um, there's you don't see any blood, um, or at least you don't see like a lot of blood. But when you get close to the stone itself, the guards are kind of looking down at you and they're, they're about to walk towards uh, Cal and them to talk to them. And it actually is a moment for you to start sniffing more. You do notice that there's a the scent of blood is sort of covered, covering the basin of the stone, a little bit up onto the stone as well. Um, and uh, you can actually just barely... Um, um, make out some caked blood on the stone itself, um, but very little. Most of it has been washed away at this point by either snows that have come down or um, or uh, them actually removing the body. Um, but you do get a, a faint trace of the blood by the stone. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit, sit, or like go up next to it, sniff it. And then uh, sit down like a good boy. And uh, sit next, sit next to it, and just go. Oh! <laughs> it and sort then, of distracts I, the uh, guards a little bit. And then, and then I look up at uh, at our at our the rest rest of the crew and just just sit there like a panting like a good boy. Could I, I take that opportunity to uh, possibly sneak behind the stone and try and hide from the guards? Uh, yeah, while totally. they're distracted, uh, <laughs> hide, me... hide behind Kieran's legs. <laughs> give me a I have advantage. I have advantage to hiding itself when it includes stones. All right, so, <laughs> gotta drop that one down there. All right, uh, 17 plus three is 20. On dirty to 20. <laughs> Um, so as far as you know, the guards did not notice you as you, um, as you dips behind the stone and, uh, sort of slowly backed into it and you're kind of the, the, the gray darkness of your, uh, um, deep gnome, uh, skin sort of blending in a little bit with the stone itself. Um, and as far as you know, you're, you're hidden. Um, the guards at this point are walking directly up to Cal, uh, Kiran and, uh, Scarlet, uh, as Cal is relaying to them uh, what he said. Um, you see the first one comes up, and as, as he actually gets close, you can see uh, he's got a, a 
scruffy, uh, um, uh, bright red beard, um, very, very uh, pale skin with deep wrinkles under the eyes. It's hard to tell how old he is um, because uh, he seems young, but the he has a very weathered face. Um, he, you can't really see his hair underneath his helmet and a, a hood that he has over, uh, but he comes up directly to um, and, and sort of forces himself into your circle of conversations. And what exactly do you think you're doing here? Why, hello, fine, sir. Um, uh, we are uh, just taking a look into the rumors of uh, the murder that happened. Yes, of course, but the the guard is on duty. The guard is taking care of it. Keep your hound away from a murder scene. He's howling all over the place. Oh, I'm I do... sorry, I didn't see it. I didn't see a guard nearby. So we just thought we could just go and take a look. We're standing right here. Yes, but you weren't, you weren't right. <sighs> yeah, out of towners coming out here for the festival, trying to look for adventure, taking the murder of our our villagers as some sort of game. We mean no disrespect. Simba, come here. And I'm just going to motion for him to back up. I, I don't back up. I, I assure you, my friend, we're not um, thrill seekers or, or anything like that. Uh, we were just informed of the, of the murder and, and, and um, that there had been no progress on it. And we simply uh, wanted to see if our combined skills could assist you in it. Uh, give me a uh, persuasion roll. That's, uh, that, that's a dirty 20. Oh, nice. Oh. No natural 20s, but a lot of dirty 20s tonight. 17, <laughs> 17 plus tree. Okay. So you see upon kind of reassuring the guard and saying that you're here to help and you're not just sort of trying to, <clears throat> you know, peek in on a murder scene, um, he kind of uh, relaxes a little bit and kind of comes in closer. And he goes, Are you really trying to help with the investigation? Very much so. Because the guard is not really. We don't have a lot of resources to investigate these kinds of misdeeds. And there was no sign of no clues, nothing. The body just appeared in the morning, blood everywhere, and they were all like that. We tried to find any sort of trails, but there was nothing left. No witness at all? None that, none that we could find. I'm sure we tried talking to everyone in the, in the, in the circle, but if they'd know anything, they didn't want to talk. But yeah. and um, the we saw a, a, a notice on the on the board and have a parents of um, his name was Bronick had uh, I requested aid. Is that of a reliable folk? Well, <clears throat> Carol came came by the uh, the barracks yesterday and. Tore my captain a new one, so I suppose that's probably her who posted that. It's I understand though losing your losing your oldest child. 
your firstborn. Listen, we had a we had a patrolman on that night. He says he didn't see anything, but he's he's been distant. He hasn't come into hasn't come to his post in three in three days. Uh, Do you know where we could find him? Uh, he lives in the uh, the residential circle up that way, up north, uh, the northern part of the town. Uh, lives on the uh, second floor of a plaster and uh, plaster and wood home. Uh, I believe it's the uh, it's the fifth house on the right. It's a uh, yeah. His name <clears throat> his name is Angus. Hasn't shown up for three days. Claimed he saw nothing. He was on for the night shift of the patrol. There's not much else I can give you. You've been very helpful. Thank you. And what was your name, um, Sergeant? <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Kernan. Kernan MacLear. Oh, of the um, of the Carduin McClears. I'm afraid I'm uh. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> Awkward. No problem. I'm lovely just... to meet you. Have a lovely day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the guard kind of nods and he sort of, but he before you leave, he's just just careful sniffing around these crime scenes. Folk in Tresix are superstitious. Don't much like outsiders sniffing around their uh, sacred sites. Do you know, Tim? It won't happen again. And I look at Timber as I say just, that. Just be a bit more discreet. Howling wolves aren't exactly uh, a good sign amongst these folk. Like I said, it won't happen again. I will. Uh, I hope you... I'd like to... I was just going to say, I hope I hope you find fortune in your investigation. If you find any information, please let us know, and perhaps we can help. Thank you, Sergeant. Um, I'd like to try and pull the group away from the center. Um, real quick, Kiron did roll uh, for an investigation oh, what check. Did you get? Uh, well, so actually, I did want to ask. What would I get from investigation as opposed to perception? So the way to think about it is, and, and really for much of it, the best way to do it is to say what you want to do. Right. And I'll let you know what is the best uh, um, role for it. So perception is purely sort of um, looking around, um, using your senses to spot anything, while investigation is more like the the digging through and uh, okay. sort of looking for clues and connecting things and um, you know, they're, they're similar, but they're, they're a bit different. Okay. So then I guess that I would be just perceiving what I see. So if that's the case, I got a 20, uh, 21, 23, 23. Okay. All right. Um, so while this conversation was happening, you do notice, um, I'll say, you notice, uh, um, uh, Timber, sorry, I keep forgetting your name. <laughs> Timber, uh, you noticed him specifically like sniffing around a specific area. 
and and like kind of scratching at it a little bit. And um, when you you actually go over as the guard is talking to them, and after he's howled uh, and uh, bend down and and notice very quickly a small splattering of caked blood on the uh, cobblestone. I look up at Kiran. I give him a little uh, pat and go, good boy. Uh, can I do something during this time too? or? Absolutely. Yeah, because you've been hiding while they were talking. <laughs> I think I'm trying to play it low, so I'm not really searching too much. Instead, I'm going to write a small note to my, uh, like, in my palm, in, like, a, I guess I'll take a, like, a piece of paper from my cartographer's kit or something along those lines, and going to summon my familiar, which is a bat, and I will tie the small little note to the bat, and I will wait until the guards start walking away to let the bat free. And basically, I'm giving it the command that when everybody leaves, the bat will leave and go to Kiran. When everyone leaves? Yes. I'm going to try um, and stay hidden. Okay. All right. So, and when you mean everyone leaves, you mean the guard or when everyone starts to, to go to the next location is in the party? Uh, when the guard. Okay. All right. So... <clears throat> Easy enough, sort of the uh, um, Kiran stands up and is kind of feeling the, the small bit of caked blood on his fingers as he pets uh, pets Timber uh, for finding it. And um, Cal and Scarlet complete their conversation with the guard as he uh, walks away. And you actually see he he sort of pulls the other guard aside and they, they actually step away from the scene a little bit, a little bit so that you can kind of have it for a moment, signifying you have the scene for a moment. And at that point, Kiron, you see come flapping around, uh, that loud bat wing flapping uh, around the uh, stone comes the same uh, uh, fiendish looking bat uh, that you saw on the road down here. And it has a little tiny, in its, in its bat hands, a little tiny uh, scrolled up note. Ah, Jet, where's, um... I take the note, unfurl it. It says, gonna hang out here. Want to try detecting if there's any magical powers left over. Meet up with you at the end soon. Wizwick. Uh, Kiran takes a note and goes, thank you, Jet. Uh, kind of motions to um, Timber to like join him as he approaches Cal and Scarlet uh, and goes, well, uh, uh, speaking towards Scarlet, uh, well, Timber here found a little bit of blood, uh, and then I show them the blood that I've been weirdly like rubbing on my fingers because that's what they do in movies. Um, <laughs> and then I go, and our friend Wizwick has decided to stay behind to detect any lingering magic. Um, so, <laughs> yes, uh, quite. Well, <laughs> he'll meet up with us at the inn later, so if we want to continue our investigation... Um, not sure what to make of this blood. Besides, it's here. Let's um, let's step away from from uh, center of town here, um, and so we can discuss this in private. Okay. 
So it's easy enough. You 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 step to the side and find kind of uh, as private of an area as you can in the middle of sort of this market square or circle, this market circle, uh, and um, sort of away from the the bustle and and um, but also contained kind of kept private by the uh, loud sounds of the um, mewling sheep and uh, passerby's. Um, Wiswick noticeably stays behind, though you didn't. You guys didn't see where he went. You did get an idea when you heard, uh, <laughs> uh, um, but uh, you were unaware of where Wiswick is at this point. Okay. Um, As I see them going away, I begin like drawing the root, the ritual uh, process of detect magic. Okay, and that's uh, ritual is uh, ten minutes, right? I believe it's one minute, but I'll double check on that. I believe ritual well, is ten one... minutes, but casting, okay. yeah, as an action, which is fine. Yeah, um, ten so you're, minutes. Okay. You're, yeah, you're currently ritual casting uh, uh, detect magic, and what are the rest of you doing? Uh, uh, is Jet still with us? Yes, I left him with Kira. Okay. okay, I'd like to say to Jet, um, Wizwick, if you're casting anything, um, be sure to do it quietly and, and stealthily because uh, they said that the people they were abducting were magic. Oh, yes, he's quite aware if you don't remember the scene. Okay, um, good. Also, uh, I'm not sure that uh, that's how the bat works. <laughs> are you telekinetic, telepathically linked with him? Yeah, but it's not like he can understand you. Right. He can only understand me, right? Whatever. Maybe I'm completely wrong about well, this. He can, well, I he don't can, think uh, Cal would know this. So. Yeah. Uh, if you give him a note, then he could take it back to me, probably. But yeah, you wouldn't really be able to. The bat yeah. wouldn't really be able to articulate those ideas back to you necessarily. Um, I but thought, I it's not that smart. Like, he heard what he heard. Sort of. Okay. Um, he can do that if he if he does the action to go into the bat, he can he hears and sees what the bat. Um, but he's yes. ritual cast. Got it, got it. Yeah, um, so uh, it seems like, uh, to my mind, and please, anyone who uh, have a different idea, um, we should probably see the boy's parents. Uh, we should get their side of the story, where he was, uh, where he was taken from, that sort of thing. Um, we also uh, have this other lead of the god Angus sounds like definitely either knew something or someone did something. Why they haven't to the god. Why they haven't found him in three days perplex me. Isn't he got a job to do? Yes, but it sounds uh, like he saw something and he's not letting anybody know. We should have talked to him. Should we do that first, do you think? I think so. I think that's closer. Tap. Let's um. Let's go to this uh, two two floor plaster and wood dwelling, <laughs> the residential circle. You have a great mind for specifics there. I appreciate that. That's going to come in handy. Um, my teacher would never allow me to slip up on any. Well done to your teacher. Sounds like a personality trait. <laughs> uh. All right, so you guys are going to head to the um... Angus. Angus is Angus. Angus is Angus. Is his last name Beef? Because one hundred. 
his middle name is USDA. Uh, <laughs> approved. His confirmation name is Grade Prime. Uh, it's, it's mostly Grade A. Grade uh, A. Prime. Um, his mom's so, name is Arby's. Uh, so you start to head towards the uh, the pathway that leads to the residential circle. Um, while you're going, uh, as you're walking, heading there, it'll take you a little little bit. Um, uh, Wiswick, you complete the casting of uh, Detect Magic. Um, what you see when you sort of your vision goes um, uh, sort of uh, <clears throat> black and white for a moment and you see these little lights glittering on the ground in front of the stone. Um, it appears to be the, uh, um, the blood that uh, uh, the little dried bits of blood that uh, um, Timber found, uh, and it appears that it. they are <laughs> that they do have a. Um, sorry, just checking one thing. They do have a uh, remnant of some kind of magic. It seems, from what you can tell uh, from casting your spell, that it was it's some kind of conjuration magic. All right. Uh, I would like to stay for the full duration. Is there any other? I don't know. It doesn't tell me like it doesn't tell me like the level of the spell or anything like that, right? No, it pretty much just lets you know um, if a spell has been sort of any residual magic, or if a spell is actively being cast, or if an item right. is magical. If uh, and sometimes you can also determine the um, uh, the type of magic. Okay, great. Uh, I'm going to take that information, and uh, if I'm close enough, I would like to use my bat's ability to check in with everyone. Uh, do you think that's within the 100 feet limit? Uh, by the time you finished casting that, they would have been beyond the 100 feet. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'm going to try and scurry my way stealthily away from the stone and make my way to the inn without getting caught by the guards. Go for a roll. Stealth All roll. right. Can I still use the advantage for the stone? Are uh, there other stones nearby? <laughs> I guess technically the ground is cobblestone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the army crawls. I'm, lay, I'm, lay down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm snaking this. All right. Ooh, I rolled better than the last time. Let's give it a good 22. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so wow. no one sees this, uh, but Wizwick is, is very slowly army crawling across this cobblestone. And Years of hiding from drow. <laughs> and just into play here. Folks are walking and stepping right over him and not noticing at all. He narrowly avoids the hooves of a donkey. Uh, it's just this, like, it's like a little kid crawling through a party under all the adults' feet. I've uh, mastered the art of moving so incredibly slowly. <laughs> there is, like, the naked eye. there is, like, one, uh, uh, like, very old gentleman sitting outside of the, um, the chemist shop that's just, uh, he's just watching the whole thing happen. He's the only person who's seeing it and just sees this little deep gnome just slowly crawling over. 
um, but you successfully make it over to the inn without the uh, the guards noticing you. Um, <laughs> and someone immediately notices you, though, the second you step off of the stone and head next to the inn. There's just like <laughs> someone just be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Didn't see you there. Goodbye. I'm only seen when I want to be seen. And I strut into the, <laughs> the inn and order another thing of orange. <laughs> <laughs> uh easy enough that's another four copper um all right uh so uh Wisbeck has successfully detected some magic and gone over to the inn uh let's check back in with you guys you've entered into the residential circle um it's the same sort of uh concentric uh, uh hill walls um it's a uh, less uh cobblestone it's um it's much more um uh sort of packed mud with some hay thrown over it to absorb some of the moisture um very festival grounds uh kind of uh, uh flooring um throughout the circle um with only a little bit of cobblestone around it the center where there is their own uh standing stone in the middle same visage same height um and the outer uh walls are just uh sort of layered with two and three story plaster and, and wood cottages um you walk easily down five and you are in front of what you believe to be Angus's uh, home at this point. It's less less crowded here. There's very few people. There's almost no one actually. There's You see one, uh, one person here and there walking by through the courtyard, but it's noticeably quieter. All right. Um, I will just kind of look left and right just to try not to be sketchy and just like softly knock on the door. Okay. Um, you knock quietly. Nothing. I knock a little louder. Nothing. I do one really powerful knock. So, what the like one person is in the courtyard, and they just just if anyone they they turn their heads after you. Just uh, Scarlet looks around, does a, and Cal just sort of <sighs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> like I want the door to be moving, and it's in it's in yeah. the frame, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, it's. It's upon the last slam uh, that you see the the door opens just slightly ajar, and you can through it. You can see um, a very uh, um, <clears throat> pale face, but a young face, um, uh, clean shaven except for a wispy, um, wispy black mustache, um, and sort of very matted down um, black bowl cut, essentially. Um, but very bright and vibrant green eyes, but they they're the underneath is sagging low as if uh, it looks as if he hasn't slept in days. Um, uh, shirtless um, with just some cotton uh, breeches, uh, no shoes, no no socks, no anything, just sort of standing there. He looks very gaunt um, and he just sort of is peeking through. He's like, who goes there? What do you Hello. want? Um, is Angus home? Who's asking? I'm gonna I'm gonna lower my hood a little bit at this point and just say, um, 
we we do, we don't want to bother you. We just we heard that you you were one of the guard and you haven't been at your post in a few days, and, and we just wanted to see if you were all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Uh, is, is the captain asking for me? Um, I mean, he's concerned. You haven't been seen in a few days, and we just we wanted we wanted to check in on you. If you don't mind me saying, you do seem awfully scared of something. Well, yeah, you, you, I'm sure you've heard of the murders. Yes, that's actually one of the reasons we wanted to talk. Oh, I didn't see anything. Are you sure? I saw nothing. I swear it, I swear it, I saw nothing. Then, then what, what is troubling you so much? Why haven't you been at work in a few days? Uh, give me a persuasion check. Five total. What's, what's it to you why I'm not at work? I don't even know you. You're not with the guard. Um, uh, Sergeant uh, McClear asked us to check in on you as he couldn't get away from the post and we happened to run into him. <laughs> uh, you give me a persuasion check. <laughs> Roll better. That's a nat 20, baby. Oh, <laughs> <yay>! <laughs> The highs and the lows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe Angus is just sexist. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, but he, uh, he just, he seriously at this point, he kind of looks, he looks between you two. Um, and he, just for a moment, you can come in. And I'll, I'll answer a few questions, but, but just, just five minutes, just five minutes, okay? And you see uh, he opens the, uh, the door up, and it's very dark in there. There's just a little bit of light coming through, uh, um, a, a slightly ajar um, uh, panels on a window in the back of the room. Um, it, it reeks horribly of, uh, of, just, of just a man who hasn't left his home in, in, in several days. Um, and uh, he invites you in. Um, Scar, what is your passive perception? Actually, what is everyone's passive perception? I should you know. I should have this. Mine is fourteen. Seventeen, baby. Damn. Damn. <laughs> uh, Cal. Well, that's a big fat twelve. <laughs> Are you now southern? No, good lord. <laughs> All right. Um, so, timber. I'd say even though you have enough passive perception, um, you don't really notice uh, just because your attention is is not as, let's say, high up because you're walking in all fours. <laughs> but Curon, uh, you notice above the man's, the, uh, the frame of the front door of his cottage is some kind of marking. You don't know what it is, but it looks fresh, like it was carved in there. Um, with a da- with like a, da- a, na- a dagger or something, um, and it's just a uh, it's just a a swirl. Um, but you're the only one who notices it. Um, Mister Angus. Yeah. As we said, we really just were concerned. We wanted to help out our friend, um, um, Sergeant McClear, and um, Maclear. That's that's a problem. Um, 
and you see um, he's he's picking up he picks up like this little teacup that he's shaking he's like it is mclear mclear sergeant mclear um well he uh uh asked to check in on you why have you are, are you are you ill what's what's wrong i'm um, yes i'm terribly ill terribly ill uh, <coughs> but what, uh, what ails you uh, i haven't slept in three days what's keeping you awake i don't bloody know please please sit 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 down and you sort of see him just like shuffling like there's just a lot of trash around there's a lot of like papers um but he wipes them away and there's a very small um very small wooden couch there or bench like structure please sit um i i I don't i don't know i've just been i haven't felt myself since since the motors can cal investigate the symbol and see if he knows what it might be from you would to investigate the symbol you would um you would have to step back outside and take a look at it if you want to do oh so it was on the outside okay yeah it was in the outside uh, of the home right above the uh the frame of the door okay i thought it was on the um and then so i guess cal's just or uh curon um goes well, m- did you make that symbol outside your house? You see, his head sort of immediately looks to you. Like, what is what is a sim- what symbol? Is it, well, come the, on. The... So Kieran <laughs> then gathers the party uh, along with Angus back outside um, and just points it out to everyone to see. So you all now see <laughs> what you passively did not perceive mm-hmm. <laughs> is a sort of this uh, form uh, or uh, this uh, swirl carved above the door. Um, for the most part, no one really knows, uh, has seen this sort of symbol before. Um, upon seeing it, Angus does freak out um, and sort of runs into the, his home. Scarlet, you're the last one to see it. And you do know what this is. This is a thieves camp symbol um, that uh, is common, you know, is commonly used um, to signify, uh, you know, is commonly used in this region to signify a mark, someone who's marked to be killed. Um, So you see, he runs back in and he attempts to slam his door shut. I would like to stick my foot in the door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Give me... um, Let's do uh, contesting strength checks for that. (laughs) Even though... Just raw strength? Yep, raw strength. Uh, Not saving throw, just the actual... Yeah, just a straight strength check. It's a dirty 20. Dirty 20? Well, uh, Angus and his... uh, Jittery state is not quite uh, strong enough to uh, hurt you to get your foot out of there. So he slams it shut and it just stops with just, it hurts for sure. He's still slamming a door on your foot, but um, but you're able to keep the door open. He's And you see he pulls it back and actually slams it again against your foot, um, but can't quite get it. He's like, leave me, I would like I would like my facial expression to not change each time he does that. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, 
Uh, Agus, what what is it, my friend? What's going on? I don't know. There's a, a, a mark on my on the door of my house after I've seen a murder. I, I, they're gonna, gonna kill me. They're after me. They must be. So you did see some. Oh. Get back inside. Get back yeah. inside. And you, uh, you know, you all come inside, and this time he he, he slams the door shut and locks it. Um, all right, I I didn't see the killing. I just saw the body. It, it appeared. I I didn't. I I tried to look around and. For the life of me, I didn't see anyone. I just, there was some dim light, and then suddenly there was a corpse. Did you hear anything? Did I hear anything? I don't know. I didn't. It's a bit, it's a bit fuzzy, but I saw the corpse, and then the blood, as as it was just the splintering bone, like sounded like an axe, okay. just ripping into the back. But I saw no one. And the blood splattered out over the cobblestone. With wounds. Opened as if being reached into and the lungs ripped out the back, placed over the shoulders as if there was someone there, but I saw no one. You must have seen something of importance for that mark to appear over Well, he did see murder of what I assume is magical means. I'm sure Wiswick will have this. Listen, Angus, Angus. Perhaps it, it may be time to go either stay with um, another member of the guards or in, in a barracks if there is one. Um, do, you, do you have any way out of town, any family to go to? I guess so. My brother's got a farm out in the country. Small one, but... Listen, I'm, I put like a hand on his shoulder. <laughs> um, you go, pack up your things, go to your brother's farm. Um, I just, does the sergeant know where your brother's farm is? Yeah, yeah he knows. He knows my family. That's All right, we're, we're going to help you. We're going to help you, I promise. Yes, but I don't we'll, think we'll, you should go alone. That's not about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, I don't think you should go far. Uh, that, that mark outside troubles me. I've seen it before. Yeah? Where have you seen it? It was, it was a while ago, but I've just seen it over the dwellings of 
and I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it in front of him. I don't want to freak him out anymore. But the the barracks, then perhaps, or with another guard. Yes, I, I believe that's safer. And then I I, I feel like we, one of us or some of us should stay here and see if anyone comes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, at this point, Timber goes in the center of the house and just curls up in a little ball. You know how like dogs walk around a little bit and then they and they then they they lay down and then like, put... yep. Well, if Timber's staying, then I'm staying with him. Oh, all right. Uh, I I suppose I can see if the captain will let me stay in the barracks. Yes, let's um. Let's go over there right now. Here, grab a few things. Um, uh, Kiran and I will walk you over. Does that sound good, team? Yeah. Sounds lovely. Okay, so Kiran and <laughs> Kiran and uh, Cal are going to walk him over to the barracks, um, and uh, the rest of you, well, besides Wizwick, who's just chowing down on some porridge <laughs> Our, uh, i'm just listening to people by the way i'm just enjoying my time alone and well, just, like <laughs> looking for rumors i guess that that is my other objective to take uh angus to the barracks and then collect uh yeah. yeah so you uh he um the barracks is uh is um back actually in the market circle anyway um, so easy enough. You, you you bring him to the barracks. And he's sort of standing out front. You see, uh, you actually see um, two guards out front who kind of come rushing forward, kind of like seeing him in the condition he's in. I mean, he put on a shirt, but um, <laughs> does he still uh, yeah. reek? He reeks. He still reeks for sure. And he, he he smells like his breath smells like just rotten breath with like mixed with onions, and he's just reeks of of being unwashed and unclean since the, the day of the murder. They rush forward and, and kind of grab him as he's kind of shaking and, and, and goes into their arms like, oh, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if, if, if you f find anything out, please tell me and I can go home. Well, you'll be the first we tell. Okay. I'm just trying to reassure him. He he calm. He's somewhat calm. You can tell being in the midst of the barracks has an unexpected calming effect on him. That he he sort of once he's in the arms of the other soldiers, they they sort of they give you all a nod and and thank you for uh, uh, thank you for uh, recovering our companion here. He's we'll take care of him. Uh, I would give a him. polite bow and exit. Curtsy. <laughs> the uh the guards uh um uh sort of give a, a to to cal um sort of noticing the flourish of his bow a, a very light um salute um and then they they sort of collect uh angus up and and, and carry him off into the barracks um cool and then you very easy enough return to the Druid's Flock uh, public house. Um, when you enter, you do see, uh, you see uh, Wizwick sitting at a, at, at the, in the middle of the room at the end of a table. There's there's three bowls of porridge that have all been eaten. Um, <laughs> and he's just sort of scribbling into his, uh, um, his note, notes. Mr. Wizwick, uh, I trust you've had a 
eventful um, however long this has been? Mm, yes, I, I discovered something. Uh, my uh, efforts I, I, weren't completely in vain. Excellent. We, um, we've made some progress as well. If you'll come with us, we have a place to talk. Wonderful. I shall, you, should, you can lead the way. I uh, do that. Kiron makes sure that Jet is uh, reunited with Esther. Uh, yeah, I, I is it, is it dark out yet or? Uh, no, by this it, point it's still it's, during the day. Yeah, by this point it's more around midday. Um, around was noon. Jet just like hanging Kiron's? <laughs> yeah, like underneath like my robes. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of how he works with me too. Like I open my trench coat and he hangs from like one of the pockets and then close it up. Um, yeah, so we head back to, to Angus. Okay. Uh, Timber and Scarlet, is there anything you want to do before you're reunited with the rest of this new party? So the symbol that's outside, is it something associated with, uh, a group that I would have seen, uh, that I would have known before, or is it just as, um as a rogue it's something i would just know it's common in your uh in your background you would have um been told a few things about surrounding regions sort of localized thieves camp um this isn't something that you're particularly aware of a specific organization uh, which you know that it is a common symbol in tresix amongst those of the criminal okay. um, persuasion um for uh you know, it's sort of a, a warning sign for those who are involved who would know what it is, mm. or, it, or it can be a sign um, for someone to see and know that's where they need to complete their job. Okay. Um, I want to stand, like, at the door and just, like, look and see if anybody's watching. Uh, give me a perception check. Are you kind of slightly opening the door a little, or are you? There is like a front window that has kind of shutters on it that you can peek through as well. Um, is it dark inside the house? It's very dark inside the house. All right, so then I'm going to put my hood up and look through the window and hope that I'm blending in. Okay. When did you say perception? Uh, yeah, give me a perception check and a stealth check. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, perception, nat 20. Jeez. Uh, so tw 24 total and my stealth. Uh, 26. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Rogues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so as far as you know, um, you're undetected by the, uh, the crowd outside or the, the lack of crowd outside. When you look out and kind of scan the courtyard, it's noticeably empty. Um, you know, there's very few people. Occasionally you'll see someone kind of step out of their house and toss a bu old bucket of water out or, um, a window open here or there, or you'll hear a, a slight shuffle, but you don't see anybody watching though. There's no perceivable figures. Um, you mostly just see, uh, an empty courtyard at midday. Until eventually you see your uh, fellow compatriots heading down the row towards uh, the circle. Uh, 
and then they uh, you see them coming. Are you guys are you guys just walking right to the uh, the house and going in? Oh, okay. e- problem. Did you have something you wanted to do, Alex? I did, but it's too oh. late. What did you want to do, Timber? Oh, um, well, time would have jumped back a little bit if you wanted to retcon. Uh, no, we'll, we'll move on then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, because you, so, you, you, you already had them coming back, so never mind. Yeah. Um, I, I want to tell an embellished story to my friends as we walk. <laughs> uh, I was surrounded by guards, but I was able to swiftly cast my magics to make myself undetectable to their prying eyes. Oh, and then excellent. I discovered a hint of conjuration magic uh, among the crime scene. I was still non-detected, so I hopped into the crowd and made myself one with the people until I made it back to the village, to the inn, and enjoyed a couple of delicious pieces of porridge. (laughs) A piece of porridge? porridge. Yeah, what would you call it? A bowl? Yes, yeah, it's fine. Um, we... I don't need to explain overworld stuff. Um, it, Wizard, uh, we, you have quite the mastery of the magics. You must teach me. Absolutely. I would love to. Anytime you want. I will show you the ritual that I cast myself. Uh, maybe when we get to where we're going. No, the, the, the undetection spell. That sounds very useful. Oh, actually, um, it's quite a... It's something that is very commonly used among gnomes in the Underdark uh, to avoid things. Yes, I, uh, I don't seem to have the runes here in my uh, book. Of Maybe course, I just yes. memorized it because, you know... Uh, because you're so uh, smart. Right, exactly. Uh, wow, well, if there's ever anything... I already um, understand the magics behind detecting uh, magic. Thank you. No problem. You know, if you you've seen me at my work, if you have any other questions about some of the other magics I wield, and it's at this point that, <laughs> that you you uh, you both bump into the back of Cal as he stops at the front door of uh, of uh, Angus's home. Sorry, friend. Um, right. Well, um, knock knock. <laughs> I don't say knock knock. Knock knock. Scarlet comes to the door and opens up and lets you in. Um, Much is unchanged. It's still dark. You you see Timber um, curled up in the middle of the room and uh, um, Scarlet kind of frantically checking out the the window and and looking past you out the door as you come in. So, um, Scarlet, what is that symbol? It's a symbol that's commonly used to um, to display your next mark. I believe that he was targeted for the next the next murder, so it's a good thing we got him out. I'm interested to see how soon they were coming, though. Well, it's happened. It happened a week ago, and he hasn't um, been out of his house in three days. Uh, do you know if commonly there's a um... A, a delay between when they the market car is like a normal I don't know what question I'm asking. Um, but I know that there's between the time the the symbol's been drawn and whatever's going to happen. Uh, give me 
Um, well, no, you, 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 you all looked at it and, and the mark looked fairly fresh. Like it wasn't, it hasn't been there for a long time. Um, can you define long? Uh, give me an intelligence check. But I meant like, as like, if it's like the time between. Oh, you don't when know. When it's been drawn to when whatever it's going to happen. Can I just straight up do an investigation check of the symbol to see how freshly it's been carved into the wood? Yeah, if you want to step outside and, and investigate. Yeah, real, absolutely. real quick. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon, uh, Scarlet wouldn't know particularly uh, when the mark would actually be completed. 22. 22? So yeah, so when you take a look at it and run your finger o- fingers over it, it's, it's fairly fresh. It's still somewhat splintery. Um, it's not worn down by the, 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 the snowy days that you've noticed. So it's something that was likely uh, placed there. That roll sometime one to, one to two days ago. Re-entering the house, I would uh, relay this information. From my investigations, about one to two days old. Interesting. Well, what do you all think about camping out here for the night and see if anything interesting happens? I'm not opposed to it, though. It is it does reek it. <laughs> yes. Do something about that. Can Kiran open the window? Is it openable? <laughs> Yeah, the windows each have like a shutter opening. Uh, okay, uh, so he there's... would open that, mm-hmm. uh, not really caring about stealth. Moment. Okay. I cast prestidigitation a few times, make it <laughs> you... smell a little nicer. There it is. Yeah, you see uh, Wizwick kind of going to and fro all over the uh, the five foot squares of each of the uh, apartment, <laughs> casting prestidigitation. Uh, Sort of, and you see, you notice kind of like the dust and dirt and grime kind of coming off of each of the items. And it still smells pretty moldy in here, but uh, noticeably fresher. Oh, I don't know that one. Timber puts his ears up as Wiswick dusts off him on the floor. <laughs> yeah, uh, Timber, you notice like the mud caked on your uh, paws from your travel is is just sort of sliding right off of your paws as it's nice and clean and, and, and bright fur now. I would like to investigate the upstairs. Okay, uh, easy enough. Uh, you head upstairs. Uh, would you like to take a look around upstairs, or are you really looking to dig through things? I don't think I'm. No, I'm just. Okay. A, a look around to see what's up there. Okay, so when you get up there first, um, it's uh, a fairly simple, uh, um, probably uh, um, uh, 10 by 10 room um, with a simple cot in it. Uh, with a, a very small desk. It has one window um, that's shuttered closed. Um, so it's very dark in there, um, but uh, some light from downstairs is making it slightly visible, but right now it's hard to see in there but it's easy enough to open the window um, and just a simple bedroom, very simple cot, not uh, particularly, um, uh, Angus is not a particularly wealthy man. Can I look around downstairs and see if he was like in his panic state was like writing things down, just like in journaling as he's trying to process what's happening? Yeah, give me a, give me an investigation check. 
probably not get a five. So yeah, no, it, it more so looks like the. Can mess. I try and help her with that? From I already rolled. Up? I already rolled. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I would say um, generally doing the helping before the roll. Um, yeah, sorry about up. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no problem. Um, I'll say uh, I'll Fire. allow it for this 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 time because uh, I already cleaned up. Because <laughs> you already cleaned up. So next time though. Uh, so Shan, go ahead and roll again for advantage. Next that's, time, Clay, you're up. That's better. 19. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Tim? Thanks, Clay. <laughs> uh, so in looking around, uh, what you can generally tell from the mess in the room is 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 a lot of it is not so much um, him doing anything particularly. It's more so from the jittery movements around the house, sort of just like pacing around rapid movements at any noise, any noise you, he hears, um, seems as though he, based on what he described to you and, um, based on what you're seeing, it seems like whenever he would sit still and then jolt and just like, sort of like throw everything around and then like kick stuff up in the air and just sort of, as he was like, would look around maybe because he thinks there's an invisible monster about to rip his lungs out. Speaking, uh, <laughs> speaking of, um, Kiron or, or really anyone, uh, Wiswick um, specifically, I suppose, do you have anything that can uh, reveal a um, invisible attacker? Hmm. Besides detecting any magic, I don't believe I have anything that could be of use in that uh, cause. I do have the alarm spell that will allow us to detect if something is moving within a certain area, but it won't be able to find the direct, the exact location. Mm. I also yeah, have a few spells that might be able to uh, hit them if it's in a general vicinity, if I know the general vicinity of the creature. Mm. Um, I'm going to look around for a bucket of paint. <laughs> Uh, give me an investigation check. It's very good at those. Uh, actually, I'm not bad at those. That's a 17. Okay, so you look around his apartment. You do not find a bucket of paint. The closest thing you find to a bucket of paint is you peek out the back window and see in a, he has a very small yard back there, um, and there is an outhouse. Uh, <laughs> so the closest thing to a bucket of paint is a bucket of uh, oh yeah. Does he have Angus? Does he have a kitchen <laughs> or like a kitchenette? There's no um, like uh, like cabinetry or anything. There's um, mostly uh, uh, one he... single like sort of butcher's block. In Does the, he uh, have a, a bag hut. of flour? Uh, give me an investigation check. Um, I will be uh, searching the kitchen as well. Not necessarily for flour, Four but... 14. 14. Uh, so he doesn't seem like he has any flour. He doesn't seem like he was particularly a baking man. It's mostly um, just some butcher knives. Uh, and at this point, there's like some rotten moldy bread and um, some left out um, meat that he never got around to cooking. Um, and uh, the hearth has like a a cauldron over it, a small cauldron over it that has some congealed and, and solid porridge in it. What's the porridge made of? Uh, it looks like even in its congealed solid state, mostly oats. 
Got it. Okay. Um, Actually, um, uh, Kiron would like to turn to Wiswick and go uh, back to their previous discussion about magic. He goes, on the subject of magic, you had mentioned it was conjugation, conjuration is the word, conjuration magic. Conjugation, yes. <laughs> Let us all conjugate and worship our deity. Conjuration magic. Um, I don't think we actually told you that um, the god Angus oh, saw saw the corpse just appear as if out of mid uh, out of midair, a uh, bright light, and then it appeared, and then as if by an invisible in invisible person or creature, I believe it was that like an axe tearing into his flesh breaking the ribs, and then someone reaching in, grabbing the lungs, and pulling them out. Um, but again, it looked like that, but there was no one there. Does that sound like any kind of conjuration magic you are with? I personally am not uh, well-versed in school. Well, I could think of two or three possibilities. Perhaps the, the corpse appearing was due to the conjuration magic, some sort of teleport spell where it could appear out of nowhere. Perhaps they summon some sort of demon or monster that is invisible, which committed the crime. I think that's about, it's either of those would mark in that wheelhouse, or perhaps they created some sort of creature that affected the mind of the witness, so they couldn't detect who was committing the murder? Mm. Mm. Almost like it was a mind wipe, but only of the person in committing the murder. Yes, I can imagine that that spell would be quite complicated. Something that would be out of our wheelhouse, some sort of ancient and dark magic, but uh, it's more likely like some invisible creature was used to commit the deed. Magic hmm. that may be druids, cat. Possibly. I wouldn't know too much about the uh, druids' casting capabilities. There uh, are few in, in, in the Underdark, and I believe that they're very different from the ones that are up here, but uh, it's definitely worth looking into, and I'm, I'm very curious in the matter. Cal, you hmm. seem well-educated in the histories of these humans um would you perhaps know anything about the druids of these lands and their history or the magics they use let's find out <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and give me a history now. yeah could right. i possibly do the same from just reading books yeah yeah for because you you bartered in in a lot of books from the uh above worlds with traders Absolutely, and magic is my forte. I love reading about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, is that an arcana or a history? That would be a uh, history. Mm. For you, the way you're thinking about it would be arcana, and Cal oh. would be history. All right, 21. <laughs> Cal, what'd you get? 14. All right, Cal, so you you know some things. Um, you know you know that the, <laughs> you, know some, um, you know some things. You know, you're, you're an educated kid. You went, you went to school. Um, you uh, all you know really about the religion of the area is that um, that uh, 
Tresix's deep loyalty to Oxlin is why they are a little bit more lenient about the gods they worship and the way they worship and sort of, because you would have noticed that there's not really any um, homage or anything to the Everflame here. Um, mm -hmm. It's all, it's all font mother and ash keeper. Um, and you would generally know that besides some livestock, there's not really uh well, well, as far as the sacrifice side goes, you don't really know much about the magic of the Druids here. You mostly know them as sort of just sort of spiritual um, uh, seers and, and whatnot, but you don't even, you couldn't even think of what they, they do magically because there's not a lot that happens. Um, Wizwick, you rolled Arcana, got 21 for uh, recalling what kind of magic the Druids uh, um, utilize. So, I mean, you would know from your readings the, the basics in the sense of Druids um, use divine power, um, so it's separate from the type of magic that you are particularly skilled in, um, and that there are some summoning spells that druids are, are capable of, of uh, um, conjuring, usually from either um, nature itself or from some of the elemental planes. Um, but Any specifically, like, having to do with invisibility? Uh, you know that there is... Um, uh, that the... You would know that the type of fey magic um, that druids often tap into um, some creatures that they could summon would potentially have uh, invisible um, qualities to them. Similar, uh, the creatures of the fey that they have been known to summon are, are quite sneaky at times and more um, trickster-esque as opposed to the invisibility of some fiendish summonings. Hmm, from my extensive research, I've concluded that the creature must be Feywildian. I'm sorry, could you say that again? <laughs> Feywildian? Is that, is that the correct, correct pronunciation? I've only read it in books. Um, I believe it's just of the Feywild. Ah, uh, yes, of the Feywild. Uh... Yes, that would make the most sense if it were druids uh, being the culprit. I think that it's worth taking a look into uh, their living conditions, and maybe if we could find some druids around, we could ask for more information. Uh, that could provide us with some more useful knowledge. Um, how about this symbol? Uh, do Scarlet, you mentioned you recognize that symbol on the wall. Is it a um, how would you know such a thing? Do you have any criminal connections in the area? Um... Wizwick, that's not polite to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do I know? I live underground. Literally all... lives. On... It's all right. I assure you, you are all quite safe. But yes. I do, I have dabbled, and that is a mark of criminals, as you said. Hmm, unfortunate. I was hoping that maybe we can ask around and figure something else out about who might have drawn it. I feel um, like that would draw a little bit more tension than we 
What time uh, started? What time of day is it now, Sean? Uh, so at this point, it's it's a bit past midday. So I'd say um, it's probably we're getting into the afternoon towards two or three. Um, you know, if you wanted to just sort of stick around, you know, we could you could just sort of do a stakeout if you wanted to. I know yeah. that was mentioned. Yeah. Um, or, you know, it's whatever you guys want to do. You could talk it out. My vote. Um, sorry. My vote is um, we stake out here, and and uh, if they do come to kill them, we want to make sure that they don't see uh, the whole group of us, because they or else they won't make a move. Um, which of us, uh, Sean? Which of us looks the most like bucket uh, Angus? Uh, so looking around the room at the nearly seven foot tall. Uh, blue elf with yeah, that's what I uh, okay. glowing blue eyes in black sclera, the uh, very small gray gnome, the wolf, and the uh, uh, brightly red-haired woman with yeah, the that's, uh, that's gray weird. skin. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I have a plan, and uh, this is, I'm not, I'm no um, uh, battle master or anything like that, so I don't know uh, if this is the right thing to do but uh, it seems like it could work um to draw them in uh, we he keep me seated on the near the fire or something um and and we have the rest of everyone uh, perhaps secreted around the room um or perhaps upstairs i can assure you i can be very well hidden so there's no problem and and uh, uh timbers could perhaps just stay kind of like under my bench or at my feet or something so that way they won't really see him or even if they do, it just looks like I, I have a pet. I think that's reasonable. Although, do we know if Angus had a pet? I have no pet. My knowledge? Not you, Whitwick. Um, I don't think he did. Uh, would they? I mean, we don't know if they would know. So I suppose it would make sense more to keep him secret like nearby. Just in case. That might, that, might, that might seem a little suspicious. Okay. Um... Does that sound like? Does anyone have any any other ideas for this particular? Um, I think the stakeout is good. I do believe they would most likely at night. That that's how generally assassinations take place, both right, in yes. Alicia yeah, you, and. You were correct. Um, we do have some daylight still. Would it behoove us to search the town of the or search the houses of the other murdered? victims and see if they have similar mark um or are we pretty much convinced that these things well the other flight the other are we talking about the family uh, um the family or uh who um any of the victims of the of murders in recent weeks you know that there you know that there were six other victims but you don't you haven't learned okay. who they were, where their houses right. were. The only place you have an idea is that Bronak um, right. family was outside of town, down the road. Um, five five miles. Mm -hmm. mm, how long does it take to walk five miles? How long does it take to walk five miles? That'll take you... Uh, do, 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 do. An hour and how long minutes. does it take a four-legged wolf yeah. to walk five miles? I'll take you an hour. A little more than an hour to go. Uh, um, Does it make sense? Up? Well, I was going to say if we send, you know, one or two. Uh, so my only concern with that plan. I'm oh, sorry. I should be a character. 
My only concern with that, doing that now, is, is if they're already watching the house, we don't want to increase our chances of them discovering there are more people. Yes, Might I offer a suggestion? Uh, yes, of course. I can use my magics to create alarm spells on the house, so we can silently detect if somebody enters the vicinity. Uh, I wouldn't want to cast them outside because people might be able to detect them, but it could be a good way for us to keep an eye on it from a distance. But if we're far away, then these people seem to act very quickly. We might not, we might not catch them. Mm. I do think it's a good idea to put the alarm spell on while we're here, just so that we're known we have a little bit of an advantage. Very well. Or if they're invisible. That too. Um. So what's the plan? I, my vote is uh, we do the stakeout now, and if nothing happens tonight, we go tomorrow to the... I agree. All right, sounds good. Okay. Uh, so remind... So we're setting the alarm. Um, so that's easy enough to do. And uh, uh, the alarm lasts for like eight hours, right? Uh, it is not a concentration spell. Uh, it lasts eight hours, correct? Mm -hmm. Uh, I do need to go get myself a tiny bell and a fine piece of silver wire. Uh, no, you, you would have those things because you've cast it before. They're not consumed okay. um, by, this, by the spell. So um, you only have to shop for things if it's consumed by the spell. Um, it has a gold value to it. So uh, you've already cast oh, it before. Right. So you, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I will um, probably just put one of those in the front, one of those in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a 20-foot cube, so Give it's me a going favor. to silently alarm me uh, when something enters the facility that isn't any of us. Uh, okay. So I'll be sitting in my head. Um, this will <laughs> work. Uh, I'm sitting in front of the fire like I were him, like, resting or something, you know? Um, if they're invisible or can teleport as like the body could teleport, let's put one like right behind me. Okay, I'm fine with that. Okay. So we have uh, <clears throat> we have one in the back, the back door leading out, and one in the front door, um, and then one right immediately on Tim or on Cal's back. Um, any, any other? Well, it has uh, to be. Spots? It has to be a stationary location, so that would be that. like, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I meant. Not like on his back, but around him, the uh, the back of him. Bless you. Constantly Bless you. being alarmed. <laughs> um, Walk down okay. the street. Jesus. Some more details. It's a tiny or larger creature, if that matters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can designate what creatures don't set it off. And I can choose if it's mental or audible. Uh, mental alarm pings in my mind if I'm within one mile. This ping awakens me if I'm sleeping. It does not say anything about sharing that ping with other people. So I guess only I would be alarmed. Okay. Yeah, it's the choice between it being silent or loud. The silent one only goes to you. Um, okay. So the alarm is at the front, the back behind Tim. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? Um, so the way I'm picturing it, if I'm standing at the front door, there's 
uh, Cal sitting in a chair facing the fire directly ahead. Correct. Yep. So yes. then I want to be uh, to the right of that, just hiding in the shadows and ready to ready to. Okay. So right to the to the uh, right of where Cal is, or from the door. I guess it's technically uh, the same. It, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So you're essentially in the. Um, if we're looking at the room coming from the front door, yeah. you're in the um, the corner on the right side, mm -hmm. uh, closest to the door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I imagine at some point they try to shoo Timber up, and so Timber gets up and uh, walks underneath one of the tables that Cal designates, and just circles back around, lays back down. Okay. Um, so yeah, so, uh, you would probably be under the, uh, the wood bench then that Cal would be sitting on, because that's really the only place where you can get under. Um, okay. Kiran, what are you up to? Um, Kiran would be on the second floor, uh, mm -hmm. probably looking out over the, uh, the courtyard in front of the house, uh, okay. keeping watch, maybe receiving things okay passively even passively <laughs> or actively is <laughs> that yeah, 17 uh 17 passive <laughs> pretty damn good <laughs> uh i know what i'm gonna during all of this where is um uh Wiswick gonna be i believe i would be also upstairs and not looking around at all, just trying to maintain quietness and reading my book. Can we say before you went upstairs that we have some sort of like signal that you can tell us when the alarm goes off? Uh, I will leave my familiar downstairs. Okay. I will leave Jet downstairs. And when he, if the alarm does go off, I will command him to fly around. Fun. Or out the window, as you will, it, what you would expect from a bat. <laughs> okay. And uh, also, just for the DM, uh, have have uh, have Jet if he does fly out the window, circle around, and just keep an eye out uh, in the surrounding surrounding facility when I give the word. Okay. So uh, once you give the word to Jet, he's just gonna fly out of his hiding spot and then go out the window and circle around to keep an eye on the, uh, the area around. Yeah, bird's eye view. Bird's eye view, you got it. Uh, okay. Bat's eye view. Bat's eye view, thank you. <laughs> I think it's just hilarious that bats don't like, they never like 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 glide like birds. So he's just constantly like whipping over. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> let me uh, make a quick uh, visual reference for this. Sure. Boy. Visual reference. We like visuals. I don't. You know what? I'm an audio learner. <laughs> I learn by smell. That's that's cool. If that if yeah, He's that's really cool. He's got Legos. It's awesome. <laughs> Wait, are those, are those... Let's, uh... Is that done, uh, uh, Dwarven uh, Forge? Oh, yeah, I should have. 
Is it made by gnomes? All right, here we go. Wow. <laughs> Um, LEDs. Now we're we're cooking with gas now. Damn. That's goodness. what you that's what you get when you come here, all nineteen of you to Paradise RPG. Uh, Plus two. That's some high end shit right there. That's LEDs <laughs> in a fucking uh plastic uh set of uh, That'd be really terrain. cool if we were all around the table. Yeah, I couldn't I can't tell you what uh material that that stuff's made of but shout out, shout out to Salch and Pepper saying Wizzy's getting in the tizzy that was like <laughs> you were and it was great eating those grumble cakes on eating those grumble cakes yeah I've been a wild rover for many is the year I am the dungeon master Alex oh, oh you are look at this <laughs> this is great. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Okay, I'm gonna leave it like that for a little while. <laughs> I'm the dungeon man. Now. And Sean right. is Kiron. <laughs> Wait, what? Kiron automatically oh, levels to twenty, and is a, new, is, is a god. It got messed up in the battle. <laughs> it it got messed up. Yeah. All right, let me uh, position you guys in there, um, and I'll let you know what colors are each of you. Um, I'm just going to put uh, Kiron and Wiswick on the outside to represent the second floor. I think I um, remember my men. All right, we're gonna. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna cut back to free time so I can go fix what I need to. <laughs> yeah, this will this will be uh, this will be ready in two seconds. Oh, will it? Mississippi. Leave the audio on. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we're back in free time. Don't worry. I don't need to cancel out just yet. Okay. Um, so now's the time to ask... Uh, oh, thank you, D-Man5319. No day, never, no more. Shall I play the Wild Rover? No, never, no, no more. more. <laughs> um, no more. Thanks, Steph. Happy to help. So in the meantime, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's do let's do a little feature on uh, on Stefan. Stefan, where where you, uh, where in the world are you from? Um, Durham, Connecticut. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, there's a big fair there, if I recall, right? Yeah, every year it's the Durham Fair. This was the 100th anniversary. It was really <laughs> exciting. Oh, nice. Is that the is that the native tongue of Connecticut? Yes this, yes, this is what we all sound like. I'm actually from Connecticut, and when I am talking, yeah, me too. When I when I like switch down, it, it actually does kind of sound like that. Yeah, this is, this is actually real life. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, That's I have my quality. my elocution voice, my delivering voice, but but um, uh, I am theater trained, so no. Um, I hate him. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a fun fact. Stefan and I have been best friends. Married. Uh, we didn't. You know, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> um, uh, since fifth grade. Or sixth grade. Somewhere. Aww. No, whatever. Aww. I mean, Aww. We, we first rode the bus together in fifth. Yeah, I don't right. welcome people that quickly. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, but I love you all. Sorry. Here we Sean. go. Jacket back let's, in. Uh, let's jump back in. All right. So, 
you can see the uh, torchlight is the fire that you've uh, you started. It's a dim fire, just sort of enough to light up um, Cal's face, but to keep um, keep a scar hidden in the corner. Um, as far as the who the minis are, um, you can see the big white blotch is a wolf form. That is our good friend uh, uh, Timber. Um, the yellow base is um, is Cal. The uh, can't see it exactly because it's behind Kiran. Uh, Kiran, you're the gray one in the back, right behind that. There's a purple base which is Wizwick um, and Scar. You can't see your. You can only see your head there at the base, mm -hmm. uh, but you have the. Uh, the red, um, red base. Fabulous. All right. So let's get into this. So you're just going to wait and sort of get ready for the evening, um, get into your positions. Um, and what, uh, so what is everyone individually doing while they're, uh, they're, they're staking out. So Kiran, you're perceiving. So give me that, that sweet perception check. Um, Timber, you're just keeping quiet. Um, yeah, I'm just keeping under, quiet uh, with my with my ears kind of like not perked up, but like just listening. Okay, Timber, give me a hearing visual, a hearing perception check. Um, Wizwick, are you just uh, upstairs waiting? Yep. I mean, uh, I'm and, looking through uh, my book. Uh, actually, you know what? I will cast Mage Armor on myself. Okay. Noted. Um, Cal, are you doing anything besides just sort of quietly contemplating by the fire? Yeah, I think I would, um, to kill time, essentially, I would, uh, I would say out loud, not looking at anything other than the fire, maybe trying to just sell it like I'm talking to myself, basically. Um, but I would say, so, um, Scarlett, what is it that you actually do? And because I'm hiding, I'm not going to answer you. Scarlett takes it so seriously. <laughs> you, all you can kind of see in the uh, the darkness of the corner is the occasional um, light of the flame flickering across her uh, her eyes and her bright red hair under her hood, um, and you just see those 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 eyes staring back, and and no words coming from the shadows. Lovely. <laughs> Sounds um, bracing. And Scar, besides just keeping hidden, are you doing anything mm -hmm. else? Um, so I will take out one of my daggers and just kind of fiddling with it. Um, and I want to be listening well. Okay, so uh, let's get those um, perception checks. Uh, Scar, I'd also like a... a um, I guess... I Actually, really, from from so from Scar and from Curon, I'd like uh, stealth checks. All right, perception is twenty one, and my stealth is a dirty twenty. Okay. Uh, one more thing. Do you, mm -hmm. would you say uh, we were here for more than an hour? Uh, yeah, definitely. So a short rest wouldn't be completely out of the picture. You could definitely short rest. All right. So arcane recovery, I get my one spell slot back. You got it, wizard. 
Um, Kiran, uh, what's your stealth and then your perception? Stealth is eight. Perception is twenty-one. Okay. All right. Uh, Timber, perception from you. Eleven with advantage. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Eleven with advantage for perception. Yep. Hear the nice crackling of the fire. Uh, and then, uh, is anyone else doing any perception, or is it just Cal contemplating and Wizard um, studying his notes? I mean, I guess I could if it's not too much of an issue. Uh, if you twist my arm, yeah, I'd say uh, if you re you really wanted to, you could give me a quick perception check of being just sort of. It's very quiet, so you would definitely be listening and be able to hear anything that happened. Yeah, and you know, I always got that 120-foot uh, dark vision. That's true, too. <laughs> I only have six. And the first good perception roll I've rolled in a long time, we got a 17. Nice. Okay. Um, Cal just contemplates the health of his... He contemplates the health of what? The health of my rapier. The health of your rapier, okay. In a brooding manner. So yeah, so anyone, uh, so realistically just uh, Timber and Scarlet would see that. It would see just sort of this very dark space with just the light of the fire as the very dim lights bleeding through the cracks of the windows slowly dissipates into the night as Cal occasionally attempts conversation with Scarlet, but largely rests and contemplates a very fine rapier that he holds. Um, all right, let me, uh, ooh. Some Gregorian chants there. Uh, all right. All right, so in the first hours of this, this watch, you largely don't notice much. You know, it's the, you start to hear some general festivities in the distance, and you can see lights of large bonfires in the uh, uh, market square that you were, or market circle that you were in in the beginning of the day. Um, you occasionally see people kind of running across the courtyard heading to the festivities. It seems like most of the people of the town are off at the festivities or elsewhere. This courtyard is dark, except for the, the uh, handful of um, lanterns that have been lit as the sunset. But all seems very quiet at this point. It's just the crackling of the fire. First hour, second hour. Sometime close to what you might think is 10 or 11. Now, Timber, you rolled low. Huron. <laughs> uh, so, Scar, you are not noticing anything. It's just this quietness. Huron, um, you are looking out the back. And you notice very slightly some rustling and you see as you're staring down at his sort of small backyard area you see uh what appears to be 
pebbles dropping from the sort of stone fence around. It looks like, it almost looks like someone just wiped pebbles off of the, top of the back. And a moment later, in Wiswick, a light goes off in your head as you, you hear or you experience someone cross your silver thread in the back, from the back door. Huge jet. Okay. Um, so actually, Scarlet, you do notice this at the same time. Two things happen simultaneously. You notice the back door creak open slightly, and you notice Jet's wings just go, just start flapping sporadically as he flies forward and bursts through the, the front door, front windows, opening the shutters up wide. Um, and he starts to fly around the, uh, uh, the top. And um, at that moment, the room is dead quiet as the door stops opening. It opened enough for a person maybe to fit through, but it's very quiet at this point. Jet flew through, that's the signal. The door opened. What do you do? I move closer to the door. Stay still. Definitely. Okay. You're going to move closer to the door. Slowly and carefully and try not to make a sound. Making no noise and pretending I'm not there. <laughs> um, so wait, are you trying to move and not be seen as you get go towards the door? Or are you trying to just walk straight towards it? Move and not be seen. Okay, give me a stealth roll with disadvantage. Oh, one of those is a natural 20. Um, what, what 19 with uh, 11 plus 8, so 19. Okay, so you're sort of slowly moving with the flickering of the lights as you're coming along. Um, you would have to, you kind of dip down and are low as you're crawl. You're not crawling, but you're crouched as you're moving underneath the window. At this point, Wiswick, you feel the alarm right behind Cal go off. Okay, and the alarm that was at the front door is still going off? Uh, no, the alarm has stopped going off. The um, whoever was was um, whoever uh, triggered it is inside of the the apartment now. Okay, so there wasn't any exit alarm. There was only an entrance alarm. Only an entrance alarm. Okay, Cal, what uh, are you doing in response to the bat flying out? So the bat would have flown out the room. Mm -hmm. And I, you don't have a trigger for for behind you, do you? No, we don't. In reality, I would probably like roll, kind of like tuck and roll off the chair, and come to my feet with with sword drawn. And that's totally what I would do. Easy enough to do. Um, sort of the, 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 not only did the bat fly, but upon looking and seeing the bat fly, you would have noticed the door open ajar slightly. Enough for a person to slip through. And I'd say simultaneously as the person's, whoever this is triggered the alarm, stepped into the alarm spot at the same time that you rolled forward and, and turned around, raped your drawn um, in front of uh, the fire. I need everyone to roll initiative. Yeah. How are you doing combat? Oh no! I got a ten total. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's less because my initiative is broken. Uh, <laughs> uh, it twenty is a to twenty-five total. Twenty to twenty-five. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> fifteen That's to twenty. 
me. Stefan or Curon. Curon, what did you get? Seventeen. Anyone else? Fifty. Uh, Cal, what'd you get? A sweet eighteen. Okay. Should uh, I go ten... for the bat? Uh, you yeah, you can actually yeah. Um. Uh, ten to fifteen. Fourteen. Eleven. Uh, I apologize for screwing up your order. Uh, the bat got 16. Oh, no problem. Uh, and then, uh, uh, Wizwick, you got seven, right? Yes, correct. All right, so Cal, you're up first. Q, you're on deck. All you see right now is an empty room. You just know there's someone in there. I don't. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> I I don't know what I would. Um, maybe. So I, I assume they're invisible. <laughs> um, I think I want to kick the bench towards the back door, or like like in like a diagonal way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're going to... Yeah, no, I totally... <laughs> I feel you. I'm just going to try and sweep as much space as I can in that direction. All right, give me a... Uh, uh, give me a general um, uh, strength check just to see how hard you kick this thing. Yeah, you're yeah. going to kick the bench and Timber's going to be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 14. 14? All right, so you you kind of you, you you tumble back, rip your rapier out, and you're looking around, and it's just the light of the fire and your own silhouette against the wall. Instinctually, to you knowing what you know, you you kick the uh, you just Sparta kick this bench, and it comes, it goes rolling forward, and you hear uh, the you hear the light grumble of uh, of the the person as they. Fail their dexterity saving throw, <laughs> and you hear them tumble towards the uh, the, um, the the corner to your right, um, towards the uh, the kitchen block. And you 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 can definitely, I'd say mechanics wise, you as long as they don't move too far from that space in their next turn, you can um, attack with disadvantage on them. Um, because you could identify okay. someone fell. Um, and I guess you've used your action, so you still have a bonus action and, uh, and movement. Um, but someone fell into the table, essentially, uh, the, the, the butcher block that had all the uh, rotten meat on it. And you see stuff scatter across as presumably their arm landed against it. Okay. Um, I'm then going to run over there and then action surge to attack it again. All right. Go for the attack with disadvantage. My goal would be to pit him through with my rapier. Absolutely. Attack with disadvantage, right? Uh, correct, with disadvantage. God damn it. Um, it's a... It's a um, uh, it's not terrible. It was a, it was a natural 20 and a 15. Uh, sorry. Uh, 15. So that's a, that's a, yeah, no, that's a 16. Sorry. I can 16. do math. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, 
Uh, that uh, that hits actually. Yeah. Oh. Just pulling up the uh, uh, the stats. Yeah, that hits. Sixteen hits. All Go right. Roll damage. Yep, that's one d eight plus four. I rolled an eight. So. You rolled a one d eight plus four, and you rolled an eight. Twelve. Yep. Oh, whew. freaking fighters, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you immediately kind of seeing the the uh, uh, off thrown across the room, you instinctually leap forward, go for the stab into the whatever invisible creature is there, um, and you hear you you see the blade uh, pierce in, and you can kind of see blood coming out of nothing um, as as you hear a loud. Ugh, ugh. What else, anything else you want to do? You've got. Uh, that's, uh, that's all I got. I think. All right, uh, Kiran, you are up. Um, could I move down the stairs into the the room uh, in one move? Uh, you could. You would have to use. So that's probably like. Uh, in one movement, you can get to the bottom of the stairs. Okay. Um, I would do that. And then I would, seeing the scene in front of me, Kiran would um, cast Detect Magic um, to see if there is magic coming from Cal's pinning strike. Coming from uh, the end of my rapier. Yeah, <laughs> coming from the end of the rapier. Yeah, as soon as you get down there, you do just see Cal with a, a his rapier in something uh, or piercing into something. Um, right. So casting detect magic, you sort of your uh, the um, your the eyes, the blue part of your eyes takes over the entirety of it, and you see in a, uh, a bright blue uh, light the form of a humanoid um, pierced by Cal's uh, Cal's blade. And uh, what kind of magic? Uh, illusion magic. I would shout out, he's using illusion magic, or they're using illusion magic. I don't want to presume gen. Yeah, as soon as I hear some noises, I would also like to say, there's two. There's two of them! Um, you can say that on your turn. <laughs> but Kiran uh, immediately shouts out, they're using illusion magic. Um, so that is your minor action. So Kiran, you still have a bonus action left. Do you, have, do you want to do anything? Uh, I don't... Uh, no, there's nothing I can do. Okay. So, yeah, I'm all set. All right. Um, <clears throat> so now it is... So... Immediately uh, uh, after you've pierced through this invisible uh, figure's form and you, uh, uh, Kiran has run down, shout, they're using illusion magic. Uh, Cal, uh, you feel, um, well, let's see if you feel. <clears throat> Cal, what's your AC? 18, well, what's he doing? Is he attacking? Uh, it's 18. You're getting attacked. <laughs> Oof. All right. Um, so you feel uh, you sort of driving your dagger into or your, your rapier into this invisible figure. As you're doing it, you feel on your left side a sharp pain as a dagger goes into you uh, just right under uh, right through like the rivets of your 
your armor, a dagger goes in, and you feel that pain uh, uh, tight in your uh, side as blood starts to um, fill the inside of your armor, and you feel that warm blood in the cold air. Ow. Um, <laughs> that is 11 points of piercing damage. Holy shit. Oh, oh wow. Okay. As you... Uh, <clears throat> As Kiron and, and Scar, you immediately see a figure appear um, right uh, right next to Cal. Um, the, the magic just dissipates down as you see what looks like a humanoid covered in entirely in black uh, uh, black cloth and black leather armor as a dagger is, is right into um, uh, Cal's side. Um, and that brings us to uh, technically uh, Jet's turn. The bat is completely under your control, and it's flying around in circles. I don't call right. it anything. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, in that case, then, Scar, you're up. All right. Um, just looking at it. All right. So I would... So who's directly in front of me right now? Kieran. Is that another... That's Kieran. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So I saw that guy here, so I am going to... Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to run, run up. Can I get up to him with my movement? Oh yeah, definitely. He's only oh. like 15 feet away from you. All right. Uh, there goes the dagger. I'm going to try and stab him. All right, go for the attack. Get him. Yeah. Uh, 25. Oh, yeah. Uh, that definitely hits. <laughs> now, uh, sneak attack. Yes, because he's engaged yeah. with. Uh... All right. Oh, and technically, you were stealthed, so you actually have advantage on that attack. So if you want to re-roll roll again, just to see if you get a nat twenty. No. Okay. Um, all, right. all right. So go ahead and roll damage with sneak attack. All right. So for seven plus one, so. Eight points of piercing damage total. Eight points of piercing damage. Excellent. Okay. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do? Uh, bonus action. Can I hit him with my offhand? Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, 24. 24. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Do not add a modifier to the damage. Okay. And this one is not sneak attack, correct? Only one sneak attack per turn. Cool. Um, so that's an extra three points of slash, uh, piercing damage. All right. Excellent. So, uh, Kieran, you see uh, um, Scar just leap out from the shadows. You didn't even know that she was right next to you. Whoa. And just pull a dagger out. First, pulls the first dagger out and just stabs the guy right in the side, on the opposite side. It's, it's In any other circumstance and in a different setting, it might be comical to see a man stab someone and then someone else appear and stab him. <laughs> uh, but then she rips it out immediately and, and pulls from a spot you don't even know where it came from, another dagger, and just gets him right in the other, in the shoulder blade. Um, can I, just, so, can I, before, just as like my action, just look at him and say, this is what I do. <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah, so you saw Scar jump out, stab the guy, stab him again, turn to you and go, this is what I do. 
<laughs> turn away. And, and I'm, um, I'm, I'm there frozen, like with my fingers still in this band. Like, this, that would be impressive if I weren't bleeding. <laughs> so, to make this even more comical, you stabbed a man, were then stabbed, and then he was stabbed. <laughs> There's just a chain of knives in people right now. And it's all piercing. Everything is piercing damage. We're all just like left at each other. <laughs> All right, uh, Timber, you're up, and Wizwick, you're on deck. It's a Mexican standoff gone wrong. <laughs> oh. oh, I forgot. Uh, Actually, it's real a quick. half elf standoff. Real quick, I forgot to go for the other assassin. Um, <clears throat> so, upon seeing his ally appear and attack, um, and attack our good friend, uh, uh, he is going to break his invisibility and the. Uh, one that you've stabbed is going to pull his own dagger out and go for you, uh, uh, Cal. Wait, the one that I haven't stabbed? No, the no, one, the one that you have stabbed. Oh, I thought he already went. Uh, no, he didn't. His compatriot did, who showed up behind you. Um, that is a uh, 23 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. That is uh, six points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, so all of this stabbing happens, and sort of everyone kind of ugh, kind of adjusting, somewhat getting the blades out of them. You see another figure, this, the invisibility coming down, same black uh, cloak and outfit, immediately goes and attempts actually to stab Cal in the throat. But uh, um, but Cal brings his rapier up, and he, he but he still manages to sw- to swipe across his chest and just barely pierce his armor and and uh, and, and cut into the flesh. Um, Timber, now you're up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I... uh, any before I go, were there it's any Timber's other? Turn. Oh Me. shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Timber, you're up. Then Wizwick is up. I forgot. Uh, I'm terrible. It's okay. We know. We like you, though. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Alex. One second. I'm so confused. Are there two or three enemies? Two. Okay. I stabbed one. He stabbed me. Mm -hmm. Scarlet stabbed him. No. (laughs) So the other guy stabs stabs me. Yeah. You stabbed first... So there's, we got a triple stab band <laughs> and a no guy. stab band. No. Okay. Yeah, we got a no stab band in the back. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. Um, all right, Timber, what are you doing? <laughs> I would like to, um, upon seeing uh, Cal get stabbed in the back, I would like to mark. Uh, no, I can't. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, Never mind. No, no, no. Um, well, you could technically mark one of. Uh, you can mark. I can mark one of them, but I can't mark it. Um, no, they're both bleeding. They've both been stabbed. Oh, the one behind. What is stabbed? Cal? The so. Okay, let me. Real quick. <laughs> I clarify all of this. <laughs> one of them was stabbed by Tim when yes. he saw him invisibly uh, collapse. The other one. Uh, then, stabbed Tim. So Tim stabbed Assassin 1, Assassin 2 stabbed Tim, uh, Scarlet stabbed Assassin 2, and that's and then and then Assassin 1 stabbed Tim. <laughs> dagger, dagger, dagger. 
Okay. But there were, but everyone is bleeding except for Scarlet and Kiron and Timber and Wiswick. I so. will mark the one behind Tim. Okay. Um, and I will, yes, I will go for the one that Scarlet stabbed. All right, go for it. Roll to attack. That okay. is also the, the one behind Tim. Yep. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, I get advantage for this. Yes, because we have pack tactics. Oh, thank God I get advantage. He's got pack attack tactics? I got pack attack tactics. Yeah, when he's in wolf form, he uses the stat blocks for uh, is wolf is... form. I thought he was just a wolf. What do you mean? I mean, when he is a wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When I'm a wolf. <laughs> what are you oh, talking yeah. about? Um, uh, I got a 19. 19. That hits. Roll damage. I shall. <laughs> I always preferred Mrs. Pack Attack. <laughs> that is a. Uh, I think it's. Rank inherent to the, the doggy doggy. So that's total of six damage. Six Wait, damage, no, right? No, 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 it's seven damage. Seven damage. <laughs> seven damage. Also, he's got to right. make a DC saving throw of. Woo! Strike saving What's throw. Strength saving throw and. 11. Uh, what? He's a beat 11? Yeah. What or, happens to him when he fails? Or he gets knocked prone. Uh, so we rolled a natural seven, and that's a nine, so. Yeah, he is knocked prone. <laughs> and stay down. <laughs> you got more. So uh, this man who has his one dagger still in uh, Tim uh, rips his dagger out after getting stabbed multiple times by Scarlet. And turns as a wolf leaps up and, <laughs> and paws right onto him and, and pushes him to the ground and swipes down on his on his chest, bite. ripping it open, and you bite. see the red blood bite. coming out. Or bite bites him, bites down on his shoulder, uh, and and and, and is shaking him. <laughs> if anything, he, his paws would just pat him if he did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else, Timber? I am finished. I will right. growl as a minor action. <laughs> Minor action growl. Uh, Wizwick, you're up. Alright. Can I get down the stairs with one movement? Uh, with one movement, you can get. Uh, you wouldn't get into the room, but you'd be at the bottom of the stairs and be able to see everything. Can he use his... Okay. Instead of using his legs, can he just roll down the stairs? <laughs> for, a, for, a, for a natural movement of 30 <laughs> instead of 25? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, it's no. Okay uh, as long as I can see. Yeah, but you can, you can, you can see uh, uh, the general action when you get down there. Okay. Is there any way that I can cast a spell that has a thirty foot radius? Oh, wait. Hold on. Is it thirty feet? Twenty foot radius, uh, and only hit the guy in front of Cal. This sounds like like wizard shenanigans. <laughs> oh, in a closed space, I'm gonna cast fuel air bomb. <laughs> uh, so if you cast it literally against the wall, like the very corner of the room, uh, twenty foot radius, you said. Twenty foot radius. Yeah, actually, you can. <laughs> it's actually it's actually just twenty feet, so it's a ten foot radius. 
Oh, oh, then definitely. Okay, great. Uh, actually, if I hit Tim, can I hit both no. enemies? No, do not. I have two health. Do not hit me. <laughs> if you center it, if you center it on the uh, this guy, it'll hit both of them and Tim. Um, please, please. Yeah. You you could position it to hit both of them. Um, <laughs> Very tempting. <laughs> I think I'm gonna hit Tim. He's got oh, two no. HP. I have two health. Two health. <laughs> Let me finish my spell first. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this stab fest, and I think we need to put an end to all this madness. It's time to go to bed. I can't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> okay. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> He's casting sleep. Oh, all right. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> So that is uh, 5d8 for those who don't remember. Uh, and it's a total spell health pool that okay. I get. And the lowest uh, person gets picked first, which is probably going to be Tim. So he's definitely going to sleep. <laughs> but the rest of them, if uh, there's somebody lo like the next lowest is the next one that falls asleep, etc., cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a seven, a seven, a seven, a six, and a five. So what is that? So all 21, 27, 32. Minus Tim's 30, two. 32, 32 is the total. total. Yes. And it's so minus that, Tim's. And it's current hit points, right? Yeah. Current hit points, correct. Okay. Okay. Let me calculate that real quick. So take Tim's two away. Tim, <laughs> you're, Tim falls immediately to sleep. You better um, get them all with this, because or else <laughs> why? How could but, I not? Does the does the does the one leg fall asleep? On the, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you immediately the first thing you all see is you see well Wiswick describe what, how you cast the spell when you get down to uh, the uh, the base of uh, into the room like Sandman I wave my hands and a stream of white particles sprinkle through the air and land in the area and everybody just passes out <laughs> so essentially, anyone noticing you're in this hyper-aggressive moment of stabbing and stabbing and stabbing, um, and then suddenly you see Wiswick comes rushing down the steps and, and, and just sort of does a few motions with his hand as a bunch of particles shoot up into the air and then descend slowly into the area, and you watch the first thing that happens is Tim just immediately sort of like, or Cal, sort of breathing heavily on the edge of, of consciousness, just just immediately collapses to the ground. Kill a see, dagger in my side. You see the uh, um, uh, timber. You're biting into this guy's neck, and then you pull you pull away, and you look down, snarling, and you just see his eyes. You think he's dying at first as his eyes start to to just slowly close, but then you just slowly hear the <sighs> snoring coming out. And then, last but not least, the uh, the the one that was uh, in front of Tim is kind of looking around now, like what the fuck is going on uh as he just sort of falls backwards puts a hand on the butcher's block trying to stay awake barely able to before he collapses on top of tim uh or on top of cal and uh <laughs> and uh, afterwards i would like to go into my book and mark another mark under tim's name in my book <laughs> okay 
Uh, anybody remember what that is? I don't that's think your prank. The prank, prank yeah. mark. Uh, the, prank the great, the great book of pranks, right? <laughs> Every prank gets written down. So, in wood. sorry, no problem. <laughs> At this point, your uh, how long is the uh, the duration of the sleep? Oh, good question. Uh, duration one minute. Uh, all right, so you have a temporary moment, like literally a flash of time. What do you all do? I have 60 rope. seconds. I have rope. I want to tie them up. I I go for the man's throat. You're going to go for the killing killing blow? No. No, I uh, uh, Wait. I'm going to say you automatically get the hit, so roll damage. Wait, it, it's, it's, it, isn't it an automatic crit if you do it? I mean, uh, he's unconscious. On a, on a, yeah, on a conscious person, yeah. you get an automatic crit. Yeah, it's yeah. Let yeah, I'm gonna say, go for it. Roll roll damage, <laughs> as an auto crit. Coup d'état. Yeah. Woo! What? You're welcome, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It's a 16 total. <sighs> Wait, 16 total damage? Yeah. I rolled, oh, with I rolled, the crit? With, yeah, with the crit, because I rolled I rolled a, a four and a three, and then that times two is fourteen plus two. Uh all right. Uh how do you want this how do you want to rip this guy's throat out? <laughs> don't, don't kill them both. They want one. Ice cream. Describe um, describe killing this man. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um I Timber being confused at first uh, that his uh, that he hasn't made any uh, additional movements after knocking him down. Just uh, looks at Isaac wearily and then just goes and then goes right for the trachea and then just in one swift movement just rips it out as a like a like a stream of blood. Just have you here. seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, I haven't. No, no please I haven't. stop. I want to see that movie. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, Scar goes to the other, uh, run, rushes up to the other, um, uh, uh, the other assassin, immediately begins taking her rope out and binding his hands and legs. As she's doing that, she looks over at Timber uh, to kind of be like, "Don't kill him," <laughs> and she just sees Timber kind of. That dog, like, sort of awkwardly, like, moving his, his snout over the man's head to move it back and forth before he snarls and then just <laughs> right into the man's neck, and it just splatters everywhere. Um, Kieran, uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. What, 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 uh, Kieran would rush to uh, Cal's side, um, not totally sure what's going on, and, like, turning back to Wiswick and goes, what did you do? And then he's gonna cast uh, Spare the Dying on Tim, or uh, Cal, thinking that he's dying. Okay. Relax, it's harmless! <laughs> so as you do that, um, Tim, uh, Cal is unconscious, but uh, he feels, feels pretty good. Spared. But, but not, uh, not healed. He feels spared of the, you know, the it's, he doesn't get healed, but the like, mm. bleeding stops in his wounds, and uh, he is... Uh, for better or worse, not as as much risk, but there's no mechanical improvements. <laughs> I'm emotionally better. Yeah, emotionally uh, more in tune. Um, <laughs> How was your nappy? 
And then I guess I would also uh, cast Cure Wounds after that, seeing that he's been stabilized. Uh, um, or... Yeah, easy. Go ahead and roll roll, uh, roll to heal. Eight points of uh, healing. Okay. Um, uh, uh, timber. Um, I'm going to need a um, wisdom saving throw from you. Uh-oh. 18? 18? Yeah. Hold on, I go. Yes, 18. Okay. So, Scarlet, you actually noticed this because you were watching Timber and kind of a little horrified, but he, uh, when he bites into the guy's, into the assassin's throat, there's a, he, you see he sort of rips it out, and then there's this moment where he's just panting at the corpse and growling like he's about to go in for another bite. And then the wolf shakes its head and then uh, steps off away from the corpse. Um, at, by this point, you see the, the uh, sort of indigo light coming from Kiran's hands, sealing the wounds of Cal. And as Cal feels this reinvigorating energy slowly his eyes begin to open as the minute is, co- is concluding uh and then you scarlet being distracted for a moment you're holding the guy down and, and you've tied him but immediately sort of he starts to str- struggle underneath you and just ah, let me go okay uh, uh could i interrupt for a second yes i just want to after uh i see that everything's like secure in the room I'm going to swap eyes with my bat and survey the area. Okay. Um, so before you uh, do anything, um, uh, 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 Scar, um, what you see when you enter into Jet's eyes moving around is the courtyard is still empty. You don't see anyone rushing out of their homes at the sound of the struggle. You do start to see some folks in the distance coming back towards the circle from the festivities. Um, it seems as though they're starting to quiet down and end. Um, you can still see the lights in the distance of the bonfires, um, but you see like folks stumbling back um, towards this residential uh, circle, but no one is currently in the, um, in the plaza. Okay. So from what I consider, they're all alone. So I command my bat back to me. Okay. Easy enough. Um, uh, Jet returns, um, and you all notice the man is awake now and struggling. I want to try and like just like keep him down and just try it, like just like grapple him essentially. Could I help okay. with this by, uh, but not by helping like actually holding him down because that's physical work. We wouldn't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> hold his leg. I'm going to. Use prestidigitation to light my bullseye lantern, and I'm going to shine it in his face so he can't see us. Okay, I'll, I'll say that gives uh, that works. Um, the just the the blindingness is, is is distracting and making it difficult for him to focus to resist you, Shannon. Um, so I'll say, uh, give me a um, a strength check with advantage. And so I I want to like while I'm doing this I want to just like be like holding him down but like finishing like tying just so yep. like he's... yep all right so you said strength with advantage 
Mm-hmm. Thank God. Well, not much better. Ten. Uh, easy enough. He rolled a natural two. Uh, <laughs> so you you sort of he's like for a moment. There's a split second where you think he's going to get out of his binds, but you sort of immediately Wizwick comes up and waves his hand and the a blinding light immediately goes into his face and you um you're able to push him back down and tie up his hands. Um is he wearing gloves? Uh yes, he is. Can I pull him off. Uh yeah, easy enough. Um when you pull them off, uh they're they're leather, uh they're just leather gauntlets. Um I want to look at his hands. Okay. Uh human hands or what you can perceive to be human they're um how nice light. are they are they nice hands uh they're not nice in the are sense are they moisturized of, like, they're dirty and rough and callous but the fingernails are perfectly Cow. trimmed beautiful but no burns nothing. you don't see anything nothing all right cool looking for burns why are we looking for burns you don't know okay <laughs> by the f- Fucking flame that hurts so much more than I thought it would. <laughs> um, Are you oh all right, God. friend? <laughs> I want to like. I wouldn't say Jesus. S- <laughs> By the. You, you, yeah, go ahead. Um, I want to just like like throw my like elbow and it was throat and just be like, who do you work for? So when you. Uh, <laughs> Turn him over. <laughs> uh, Cal is right next to Rex. Sort of like, oh, like slowly sitting up as you push this man's, uh, flipped him over and pushed him down in, into it. Put your elbow on his, his throat. Uh, Wizwick's got his uh, uh, lantern in his face. I'd like you to give me an intimidation check. Ooh. Man. Mm, 11. So the man, uh, he's struggling, and but then you push him down, and you say, "Who are you working for?" And uh, you sort of—he has a mask on. You can see his eyes, um, but he has a, his hood is still up, um, and there's a, a black face mask over his nose and mouth, like this. And he's just at this point, he slowly is calming down. You could feel his stop, stop struggling, and he's just staring right at you. I swear to God, I'll run you through with this dagger if you don't tell me who you're working for. The eyes are, are very wide at this point and just sort of not responding. Anybody um, else want to try this? Kiron turns um, to him uh, and just kind of like lifting up a hand uh, and casts the command spell on man. Oh. Um, All right. And he must make a uh, whiz way. Uh, yeah, wisdom saving throw. And what's your uh, your spell DC? Wouldn't you like to know? It's a thirteen. Okay. All right, that's a natural two, and he has no modifier. What is your command? Speak the truth. I it can be one word. You can't handle um, it. Uh, so uh, as, crucify. Um, as uh, I almost said your character, other character's name. As uh, um, Scar is holding him down, um, and you said you came up to it, you came up to him, and put a hand on him, and, and cast the spell. Yeah. Uh, so you you watch as Kiron's hand goes um, onto the like side of the uh, the man's face, and he just 
speaks in his he just says speak and the man's eyes immediately glaze over and turn blue um like uh Curon's eyes um the sclera fell black and then just slowly um the man just says Archdruid Olin. Orin? Orlin. O-R-L-I-N. Where would we find him? Uh... So that only lasts for six seconds. Mm. So he's he's immediately uh, sort of. Oh yeah, one round. My, right. my, right. Yeah, one no, round. You're right. so that only lasts yeah. for six seconds. So the eyes go back to, to normal, and he sort of. <sighs> and you can you can you can see he's not responding, but you can see the calculations happening in his eyes. What do you want to do? Anybody else have any questions for him? Well, I think we should still answer that last one. Why were you sent to kill this man? Give, uh... Where do you keep the children? Where do you keep the victims? The man, is. his eyes are just darting around. He's not saying anything. He's staying perfectly calm. We've all got about six seconds before I slit his throat. What? No, don't you- What? Well, now, we can bring him in to the authorities here. We know the guard, Sergeant. Oh! <laughs> 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 we know- Just Stop it. <laughs> Let's Kill not- Kill me if you will. Kill me if you must. I, I believe kick him in we the should- head. Oh. Uh, I walk no, up. not like to torture him. I'm trying to just like shut him up so he doesn't get killed. I uh, <laughs> I walk I can't over give it a head lightly. I, don't know. <laughs> I walk over with his friend's trachea in my mouth and I drop it in front of him. Oh, oh god! Roll intimidation with advantage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a that's a me level of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I got an eighteen. Actually, no, hold on, it's minus two. Hold on. It's a 16. Okay. Um, so you see the man is just sort of like, you could just see his eyes, like the um, the, the tight pupils because of Wiswick's uh, lantern on him. And he's just, just kill me now. But then his eyes laser focus as the, lar the, the, the wolf just starts to walk slowly towards him. Blood still dripping off of his, his wet fur. And just as this just mess of wiry muscle and flesh and vein and tendon just drops in front of the man's face, like right in front of him. Um, his eyes just sort of widen at the, the wolf. And, um, ah, oh, damn. Uh, he, uh, uh, you see, he sort of, you hear gagging noises under under his mask as he <gasps> what sort of barbarism is this <laughs> I, I don't know i just woke up 
<laughs> Coming from a hired assassin, I believe you are no position to call us by. At that comment, he, he sort of, you, the eyes, all whatever training he was accessing, he's like, don't, don't, don't kill me. Don't, I, just take me to jail. Take me away. Please don't. Not what like are you afraid of? Besides motioning to the wolf and the scary lady with red hair on. <laughs> and, and it's as soon as you say, what are you afraid of? There's a, a, he focuses again for a moment. And he's looking around and he's just sort of, there's like, what you can sense is this realization coming over him. He's like, I won't say And you just hear under his breath, I'm, oh, he's still kind of gagging a little from the mound of flesh next to his face. It doesn't matter where you bring me. They'll kill me. They'll kill me. Who's there? You already know. The Druids. The Druids. Why? Why are they doing this? Tell us all you know, bad man. I didn't ask questions. I had the mark. I had the gold. Have you done other hits like this? Yes. You know of the bodies being found. The stones. Those were your work. No. When was your last hit? Besides this one. A few days before the last murder. The oh, boy? No. Was it no. the boy? No, we did not kill him. Other witnesses. Other people. Mm-hmm. They're the cleanup crew. Makes yes. sense. I'd like to limp over to the other body. And I, I was about to say easy enough. It's quite difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to search him for things to interrogate this man about. Uh, so <clears throat> give me an investigation check. Okay. So getting over my gross, uh, my my being disgusted about lack of trachea, <laughs> I roll a natural eighteen plus a one. Impressive. Uh, so what you find on the man is a um, you don't find any sort of like uh, paperwork or anything like that. You find. You find some other hidden daggers, and uh, you do find uh, underneath his armor, or not underneath his armor, it would be in one of his, um, he has like a small pouch at his waist, and within there you find this, uh, what looks like a, um, a really like, um, just sort of haberdash together device that looks like um, silver threads wrapped around 
a, uh, a, a very um, bright amethyst um, and sort of wrapped tightly around and tied. Um, the amethyst has a, a, a deep crack in it. Um, and it's sort of just opened up like this. Um, and uh, it's very dull in, um, it, it's, it's bright in, in like, in that is a, a bright uh, purple, but it's, um, it doesn't seem to glimmer much against the uh, firelight. I, um, okay. I, uh, I toss the amethyst with wind. <laughs> I, I oogle and, uh, it's called, uh, I mean, I can't appraise it or anything, but I immediately pocket it. Mm-hmm. Um, Wizwick, when you, uh, when you catch it, you, um, you look at it briefly and, um, you notice the same thing. It's, it's an amethyst cracked open with silver, uh, a wire wrapped around it. Um, and then you also notice um, beneath the wire uh, is some kind of like adhesive underneath the wire. Um, as a learned magic magical student, um, I'd say give me a arcana check. Okay. It's almost like it's the thing used for the invisibility spell. How about an 18? Yeah. It's... Uh, it's, uh, well, I don't know what it would be uh, called in this world, um, but in uh, our world, it's called uh, gum, gum Arabic, and it is a common component in invisibility spells. Um, but that's, that's all you notice. Would there be any sort of, uh, there's no type of document on him or some sort of, like, rune that's etched inside of this thing that I might be able to discern the uh, creation of this magic from it? Uh, give me an investigation check. Sure. Somebody close my other wound, please. <laughs> that is a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Um, so from looking at the sort of the amethyst itself and kind of analyzing the way it's cracked open, um, seeing the silver thread uh, wire with the uh, gum arabic in it, you would identify that this was a, a crafted magical item um, that was enchanted by someone using um, likely uh, not typical, you know, learned magic, more of the divine nature like the druids. Um, and that it was, you could definitely determine this was a one-time use. Um, item um, that is not functional anymore. Okay, but there would be no way I would be able to like possibly copy the core elements of the spell into my book or something like that. Oh, uh, at least no. take some notes. You you could definitely take some notes that would um, I'd say be helpful in the future if you ever do happen upon uh, more information about an invisibility spell. Uh, <laughs> But it okay. is definitely useful to, to hold. I would say it's useful for you to hold on to it. Very good. I will hold on to it. And I immediately thank Khaled. This was quite a discovery. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think it prove would, useful in the future. You would, <coughs> you would know what to do with it more than I would. Um, I'm also going to grab the dagger that was in me, the first one. <laughs> and I'm going to 
wipe that off and pocket. Okay, <laughs> easy enough. Um, is there anything else anyone else would like to do? Can I going to end in a second? Tend to his wounds real quick with a medicine check. Would that do anything or? Uh, a medicine check is is for um, stabilizing, not for healing. Okay, so, so yeah, so there's nothing I can uh, do for this whiny little. <laughs> uh, he's not dying. He's just going to be yeah, uh, I know. Uh, uh, uncomfortable until I have uh, a sleeps. healer's kit. Would that help? Uh, actually, let me check healer's kit again. I don't know if that's just my. Kit I'd like to use Xanathar. second wind. Uh, no. Shout out to Xanathars for the uh... extended tables for uh, artisan's tools. <laughs> <laughs> um, all a uh, healer's kit does is um, is essentially allows you to do a medicine check without doing the check part and just automatically succeeding on it. Got it. I'd like to jump back into combat and second. I'll 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 allow you to second wind in the sense that you uh, you very much are getting a second wind after coming back to uh, uh, consciousness. Nice. That's um, eight more help. <laughs> um, but at this point, the man has kind of. Uh, he's he's still panicking at the sight of the wolf uh, snarling next to him and looking around to, to, to all of you and, and he's just all, all he says is who are you people? Why, why do you even care about this this man's life? We're advantage in parents. I wanna leave. I quit. I quit the stream. I can't. Fuck <laughs> it. We're done. <laughs> All right, cut it. Print it. We're going on. Like a corn dog. Set it up for We're episode two. Set up for episode two. <laughs> and any hopes of ending this on a serious note has now been lost. <laughs> um, but uh, in the. Uh, because it is almost 11 now. Um, you are alone in the, uh, um, the late, late evening, close to midnight, in Angus's home with one mutilated corpse and one prisoner um, in the dark with just the firelight and I guess Wiswick's lantern still. Um, the back door is still open. Um, the front window is still open, and you start to hear the sounds of uh, of people, the crowds coming back from the uh, the festivities for the night. Um, and with that, we're going to end tonight's session. Right. Pick up again next week. I hope you know um, that the the title of this episode is <laughs> "Beef with Angus." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, and good job guys. Uh, yeah, we've got the first session going. And, um, for those of you watching, um, thanks for bearing with us as we got our, our, our feet in this first session, um, expect more fun adventures and, um, it's only going to get better from here. I think, um, thanks for coming, at, uh, to, uh, advantage in paradise, paradise RPGs, throw us a follow. Uh, and. Check us out next week. Same time, same place. Monday, 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Make sure to hit that <laughs> bell for notifications. Uh, <laughs> Should be somewhere below or over here. <laughs> See you later. Night, All right, that's enough. Cut it.
Hey, you can probably recognize my voice now. I'm Tim. I play Cal on Advantage in Paradise. We hope you enjoyed our first session. We were super nervous when we recorded it, which you might be able to hear in our voices, but I still think it came out really well. Uh, please join us next time on episode two. I guarantee you it only gets more fun from here. Bye. These are for those special people that saw that there were six seconds or so left at the end of the thing. Uh, reminder that uh, only you can prevent forest fires.